and good morning. It is a Tuesday edition of Glenn Clark Radio. I'm Glenn. He's Griffin. A lot to do on the program today. Today's show brought to you by your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a range of models and trim lines. You can choose the perfect Tacoma to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. Lot to do on the program today. Coming up in just a few minutes, Coach Mike Martz, former Rams coach and Bears, correct? Wasn't he the Bears or was he the OC in Chicago? Mike Martz was, he was, he was OC in Chicago. Yeah. No. OC was Rams head coach, OC in Detroit, San Francisco in Chicago. He's now with the 33rd team and um, was glued in on the Ravens' performance against the Lions. Get his thoughts on what they did offensively. He knows a thing or two about high-powered offenses. Yeah. Knows a thing or two about, much like our friend Kurt Warner who joined us. Boy, we really have zeroed in on the greatest show on turf. Well, maybe there's a new greatest show on turf on grass. But we'll talk to Mike Martz about what the Ravens did offensively. Talk all about the Dolphins. Oh, the Ravens. Okay, yeah. Yeah. They, they were not the greatest show <laughs> whatsoever. Uh, they got out of running the ball, and yikes. Anyway, um, also coming up this morning, we will debut a new segment we're going to be doing on Tuesdays called County Sports Zone Radio with uh, Wes Brown from County Sports Zone as we pride ourselves on being local-centric, and we've always wanted to incorporate uh, County Sports Zone, our partner, and um, doing a little bit more high school coverage, so... For those of you that say that's not for me, it's it's a 10-minute thing. It's just going to be one segment every week, and I would encourage you to try to be more well-rounded. And I, I don't say that in a pompous way. I, I don't know. What, no, I don't, because I don't know what the F is going on. I'm going to learn. Like, that's the reality. Um, I say this all the time. It's easier during Raven season because everybody's invested in the Ravens. When Raven season ends, I always get very bothered by the handful, and it's a handful the people around here that like gravitate towards the capitals or the wizards that have nothing to do with us like at all and i always say like you know there are still sports that are happening around here college sports high school sports things that like are cool and are worth caring about and being invested in I, don't get me wrong. I'm going to watch the Phoenix. I might not watch tonight. No, the baseball game should be ending around the time. Because the Suns have the late game tonight. So maybe I'll be watching the Suns tonight. Like, I'm not saying I'm not a fan. I am. But I just, I kind of dig local sports. That's my thing. So we're going to debut County Sports Zone Radio coming up a little bit later on today. Also, it's Wednesday, so we will preview waiver. It's not oh, Wednesday. Yeah. Sorry. It's Tuesday. So we preview waiver wire Wednesday, and it doesn't seem like there's a whole lot. Like this, the nice part is there weren't a ton of significant fantasy football injuries yeah. this week. If, if Daryl Henderson, I guess, is still out there, that's the. I guess, although yeah. wasn't Kyron Williams only supposed to miss like a week well, now or so? Well, now he's on IR. Oh, they put him on. They yeah. did put him on IR. That's yeah, right. So that's right. They did put him on IR. Situation. Yeah. Well, I I feel like if you grab Zach Evans, you're probably <laughs> not happy. You're probably. I'm pretty sure that in in our league, Proctor took Zach Evans and played him and kept Gus Edwards on the bench. 
Well, that's better than me. And I think it might be why he lost. Jamal Williams Ooh. over Deontay Foreman. Ooh, rough, rough. I did still win. Okay, right, you got yeah. that going for yeah. you. Man, I had one last night where I gave up on because it was uh, in, in the press box league. It was me versus Colson last night. And I had Kittle and he had McCaffrey. And at one point I started doing like the weigh it on the scale and I was like, oh, man. Because uh, once he surpassed me, it was over. Right, like there was no way that that Kittle was gonna outscore McCaffrey for the rest of the game, so I just gave up on it. I was uh, like, "All right, well, you know, such is life." In, in, uh, in one, I was, Hang on, but I wake oh, okay. up this morning and I look at the scoreboard, and it says that I won. <laughs> well, well done. And I'm like, "What?" <laughs> I definitely saw him surpa- overtake me, and I don't remember. The only thing I remember from the end of the game was Brock Purdy throwing picks. I don't remember any plays to Kittle at the end of the game. So apparently there was something because 13 points from George Kittle was just enough for me to hang on for a two-point win Jeez. over uh, John Colson in the uh, press box league last Jeez. night. So I enjoyed that. I had a nice three and a week in fantasy. Those are wow. always fun. Those yeah, are always when you a lot sweep of fun. The league. I yeah. haven't had any of those. I went too many leagues this year. That it's that's always far. limits three. Otherwise, yeah. otherwise you don't get. Once you go past three, you don't get the credit for anything like yeah. you don't get the, i think i could handle four but five is i'm in five and it's way too many you, it's year. not like you couldn't handle four it's that at some point it's no longer you're just doing just, it yeah. and do it yeah. it's it's um takes the joy out of it yeah it's like <laughs> it's uh, work it's like drunken sex in college with somebody that you don't know you're like yeah it was sex but like i was it good i i, I you were in college so the answer is probably no it wasn't <laughs> if i had to guess <laughs> Probably not the case. Uh, yeah, so uh, that was. Uh, we'll talk to Joe Serpico. Is the point, and also this morning, Carter Baumler, Orioles pitching prospect, someone who's been. It's been a tough journey for Carter Baumler. Remember, he was the guy the Orioles gave a million and a half dollars to back in 2020, in the fifth round when they saved the money on. That was Kerstad, right? They saved the money on Kerstad. And they use it on Carter Baumler and was a very thought-of pitcher, and he's been through now two surgeries since then and just finally got back to the mound late in the season, and now he's out of the Arizona Fall League. So we're going to catch up with Carter Baumler, see how it's going for him out there as he sort of tries to reset and uh, get back on that journey to being one of the top pitching prospects in the system and hopefully here in Baltimore in the coming years. So all of that coming up on the program today. As far as last night was concerned, I am so overjoyed that we're getting a Game 7 again tonight. The bummer was that last night, Game 7 kind of sucked. Yeah. Like, it did not in any way resemble or feel like a Game 7. That said, it's still a wild story. I cannot believe that this happened again. I cannot believe. I would have bet that what we saw in the 2019 World Series we would never see again. Or at least in our lifetimes. For it to have happened four years later, for there to be a playoff series where a team won four games on the road and lost three games at home is wild AF. The Rangers going O and or no, sorry, nine and O on the road so far in these playoffs is bonkers. Wait, eight and O, not nine and O. Either yeah, eight and O. Four, two and two, yes. Eight and O. I don't know where nine and zero came from. About to be. Eight, eight and zero. You think? Well, they're going to start at home, which is probably yeah. having home yeah, field advantage good. is probably the. It was funny. Uh, I think Rosenthal or maybe Ver, whoever Verducci or somebody was all talking like, 
and you get home field advantage for the World Series <laughs> to whoever he was interviewing after the game, and you could just sort of sense like, a, do we want that? <laughs> is that a is that a good thing? We uh we're one in three on at home in the playoffs. Uh, maybe that's not what we're looking for. Um, I don't know what to make of it, man. It's wild. Jordan Montgomery coming out of the bullpen, kind of rubbing it in every time Jordan Montgomery goes out the pitch that that's the Cardinals pitcher that they got. And Orioles got Jack Flaherty. I like your idea of sending Flaherty to, uh, to, Tennessee. to Tennessee for Derrick yeah. Henry. Yeah. yeah. Think about that, man. Think about that. They won a baseball team, right? <laughs> Nashville. Like you can't. Didn't you say you wanted the Orioles? Well, we got good news. We're going to give you an Oriole. <laughs> You're well on your way. You are well. Now all you need is 25 more, and you got yourself a baseball team. You can't get 26 without one. I know that much. Um, Yeah, weird, weird, weird series. Weird series. Drama, intensity. I know a lot's being made of uh, the fact that Abreu's suspension isn't going to be until the regular season next year, and people aren't happy about that. In a, in a way... Boy, I'm really tor- torn about that. I am... I guess the question would be, if they had suspended him in the playoffs and they lose anyway, which they did, then do you just cancel the rest of the suspension? Or do they say, well, you have to... Now, now it holds over until the... I I do find it... Drew used to talk about this, and I would always criticize him for it, but Drew used to talk about how, because Drew's a gambler, he would talk about it when it came to um, targeting and taking players out of the game. Or, um, boy, the one that really bothered me is he would talk about it with uh, head injuries and a a neutral observer saying, this guy's got to come off the field because of a head injury. And Drew would always say, like, that's not – that." He didn't like it because it was an opportunity for the NFL to manipulate the game. And it was always very conspiracy theorist, and it always bothered me. And I was like, dude, what? I mean, could you come back to reality a little bit? But in a small way, I feel something about the idea of suspending. I, that, the, the Abreu thing, was not as obvious as some people were making it out to be. Either way, because I remember Rosenthal afterwards being like, well, it was obvious he wasn't trying to. I'm like, that's obvious? I don't know that anything is obvious here. I I don't know where we're coming up with obvious in this situation. And because of that, I can understand Major League Baseball saying what we don't want to do is end up manipulating the results of a playoff series when we're not. It's one thing if Brian Abreu had like had run out of the bullpen and decked a guy. If he had run out of the bullpen and like sucker punched Adolis Garcia, then yeah, suspend him for the playoffs. But understanding that there was some gray area here and that you you don't get to replace a suspended player on your playoff roster, I could understand why Major League Baseball might feel the weight of we're not going to allow something that isn't pure black and white to have any manipulating factor on the results of a playoff series. So I'm, I'll defend them on that. Ultimately, clearly, it didn't, right? It didn't. The Dolores Garcia story, 
wow, that guy is. What did uh, Corey Seager say afterwards? He was like, that's a bad man. That dude is. Man. I mean. It's wild, man. It's wild. Uh, incredible series. For him to go into that atmosphere and perform the way that he did. Wild, Jack. I mean, just uh, big ball stuff from Adolis Garcia. On the flip side, I, I am still befuddled by the Phillies not having wrapped up the NLCS by now. I don't get it. I, I'm not trying to say I don't think this is a good Diamondbacks team. I think it's a good Diamondbacks team. I don't think it's a very good Diamondbacks team. I think it's a team that's playing way over their heads. And everything that the Phillies have, as loaded as they are and as battle-tested as they are, and this is what makes, obviously, sports great and baseball great, is that here we are going to a Game 7. But... Man, I, I was frankly surprised the Diamondbacks won a game in the series. More or less getting to this point. And the Phillies dropping a game six at home with Aaron Nola on the mound. You had Aaron Nola going, the momentum of winning game five, Aaron Nola on the mound for game six at home in front of that. And you turned around and gave up three runs. Did not see that coming. Did not see that coming, man. So we get a game seven tonight, which is fun. I, I, we, I guess like we can't write off the Diamondbacks. I, I, no, no question. If they somehow win the night, I am going to think the Rangers are going to be serious favorites to win the World Series. But it's a, this is a Diamondbacks team. And the other thing that I deal with whenever I watch the Diamondbacks, and I really felt this on Friday night when they won Game Four. And I looked at that scene, and I just said, "God, that should be us, right? Like that's what we thought we we're this. That's what we thought the Orioles were building to, was this young core taking everybody's by surprise, nobody thinking that it could be done, and making this incredible playoff run, and proving that they were two steps ahead. And maybe the specific veterans the Diamondbacks have have proven to be like, for for example, Guriel, who's been wonderful." In these playoffs, maybe the specific veterans that the Diamondbacks have have played a major role in how they've gotten to this point. Merrill Kelly was obviously pretty good last night, too. I mean, if Fott can give them what he gave them the last time out, Jesus Christ. Which seems like he will. Well, I don't he hasn't know. A I, run, or, uh, he has I don't know Sorry. if I can say, but he's never been in Game Seven of a playoff series in Philadelphia either. Like to say, it seems like he will. I have no idea what he's going to do. He's been really good, but do I know that that means he's going to be really good tonight? Not at all. Just a wild, wild story, man. Well, Game Seven tonight. And as far as the uh, 49ers and Vikings are concerned. I still think the 49ers are really good. I am I'm I'm surprised but I it's I'm I hate keep making always it's funny cuz I'm going to do the bit that I I talk about with other people. It's always about the quarterbacks, right? The truth is as much as we want Brock Purdy to be the best story in all of football the thing that we kept saying is, is he really Kurt Warner or is he a guy that could play well enough with the really good team around him? 
And my gut was he wasn't Kurt Warner. He wasn't truly a Hall of Fame quarterback, an all-time great quarterback who happened to just fall. He was a guy that was a good fit. He came off a little bit more Jimmy Garoppolo to me than Kurt Warner, ironically. Now, I don't think Brock Purdy stinks. I think at the end of the game last night, he was trying to force make a play with 30 seconds left. It was a nice defensive play. The interception before that, the the first interception of the fourth quarter was far more atrocious than the second one was. The second one was trying to make a play. But I, I do think there's a limit to what you can get when you have... This is why it was so comical, why I went off yesterday about the idea of Brock Purdy being fifth in MVP odds. While Christian McCaffrey was eighth. Like, we, we all have eyes. We know who the MVP of the 49ers is. Why are we... Con- what happened to us as a society that we were forced to just say, who are the quarterbacks of the good teams? They get to be the MVPs. Nobody else does. I, I'm, I'll, I don't know. I'll be yelling about this one while I'm six feet in the ground. It is as confusing as anything that I have come across, that we have just given up any brain activity in favor of just name the quarterbacks of the good teams and that's where the MVP discussion ends. And why Brock Purdy was fifth in MVP odds was just insanity to me. I, I'm i not saying Brock Purdy can't be better. He's going to have to be better than he was last night, obviously. But it's why we always go back to this. Who do, are the teams that I think have a chance to win a championship this year? The teams with the quarterbacks. That's the list, which doesn't mean it's impossible for this experiment, this can you build an insane roster and get good quarterback play and have that be enough? I don't know. As we've seen before, even the good quarterbacks that have won Super Bowls in this in the modern era have been guys who played insanely well for a stretch of time in Joe Flacco and Nick Foles. You weren't able to win with those guys playing, you know, slightly above average football. Those guys had to play insanely high-level football for a stretch, even if they weren't insanely high-level quarterbacks. We saw it with the 49ers and the Rams. They got Jared Goff to the Super Bowl and Jimmy Garoppolo to the got Super Bowl, and there. they weren't able to Yeah, without those guys playing insanely, because guys, those guys didn't. They didn't play very high-level football. Without that, they fell short which isn't just Tom Brady didn't play high level football in the Super Bowl that year either for what it's worth nobody played high level football Julian Edelman did yeah he was the one guy one guy in that game played high level football um it's it's why we have these conversations it's just I'm not saying the Lions can't I'm saying that it will require their quarterback to be incredibly better than he typically is and sometimes Jared Goff is really good But it's why I have doubts. The teams that have the quarterbacks are the teams that have a chance. It's why you pay Lamar Jackson insane amounts of money because you get Lamar Jackson and they don't. Which isn't a guarantee that you're going to win anything with him. But when you don't, 
you end up being in tough spots. Speaking of MVP odds, Superbook.com, the Superbook app, use the code GlennClark23 when you sign up, and you will get up to $250 in a same-day first bet match, win or lose. Again, with Superbook.com or the Superbook app. Sign up today. Take advantage of it. The numbers didn't move from yesterday. Ravens still 14-1. to 1. The 49ers are still the favorite. Despite that last night, the 49ers are still the Super Bowl favorites, according to Superbook. So do with that what you will. Ravens 7-1 to 1 to win the AFC and 14-1 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. Get in right now, Superbook.com, or download the Superbook app. Let's talk a little more Ravens right now. Joining us now, this man, former head coach of the greatest show on turf, offensive coordinator in a number of stops as well. It's a pleasure, as always, to welcome back in now with the 33rd team. Coach Mike Martz is with us here on GCR. Coach, it's Glenn in Baltimore. It's great to catch up with you. Thank you for taking a couple of minutes for us this morning. Well, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Absolutely, Coach. I, I think that your reaction to what you saw from the Baltimore Ravens is what a lot of our reaction was. Like, well, if they're doing this, they're going to be really difficult to beat. I don't know that we can guarantee that this is what they are, but what was it to you? Did you feel like this was building, that they needed time with Todd Munkin, and given the pieces that they had, they had the chance to become this type of offense? I don't think there's any question about it. I think – He's done a remarkable job with it. Um, he's been very, very patient. Uh, the big deal is Lamar Jackson, uh, they just look at him differently now. And he's first a passer. You know, he's a real good pocket passer. And you you take that approach with him. And then whatever he does with his legs is a bonus. And when you do that, he'll really start to develop and accelerate because he has those kind of skills. And he sees things. And I think there's an assumption that, you know, his, his strong suit is his ability to beat you with his legs. And, I mean, that's fine, but he's going to be on the bench after the season, you know, with injuries and whatnot. But really what he is, he's a terrific passer. He, I mean, I, I'm watching him here this year, and the location of his throws, how quick it comes off his hand, his decisiveness, uh, he's just completely morphed into uh, really a terrific pocket guy. And, um, and kudos to – Coach Munkin, and then of course to Lamar. You know, he's that development was accelerated, and I think down deep inside, more than likely in Lamar's position, you know, those legs are just going to hold up so long. But what'll keep you in this game for a long time is your ability to throw the football, and he's certainly on his way to being able to do that at a high level. And coach, it seems to me like what what he still offers as a threat with his legs is significant because there are a number of plays on Sunday where, you know, we we saw the rollout sure. to the right where he ended up hitting Andrews down the field for the touchdown and you know the the even the little one underneath the Gus Edwards that ends up going for 80 that all the attention that comes with him when he's moving outside the pocket is it, when now that you have better players to take advantage of the space, it's it almost becomes yes. a spatial nightmare for defenses to cover all of this. It does, uh, but the big deal is I'm I'm not so sure you need running plays for him. I think the the runs will happen now that he's he's really moved up to a whole different level as a passer. Those things will happen naturally, like you just said, when he breaks out of the pocket, steps up and. You know, he goes with it. You know, those things are always a threat. Whether it happens or not, the defense is always concerned about it, and that puts a special pressure on you. So a little bit like Steve Young, you know, to me, and I think that's kind of where he's headed. And 
it's really exciting to see him develop like this. I, I just, I've watched him all season. I was amazed in the first few games, games, how different he was from, from past years. And now the other thing with coach Munkin, what he's done is he's, he's took, he took the handcuffs off. So now on first and second down, the ball's going down the field a little bit more, you know, mm-hmm. the, the, they're so conservative and protective and methodical, you know, and, now they just said, okay, let's go play, man. And that's kind of where they are. Uh, Coach Mike Martz is with us. He's got uh, a great content up at the 33rd team right now for you to check out. Coach, I, I wonder two things. First, you know, a, a friend of yours, a friend of mine is, of course, the great Kurt Warner. And I saw him say something on Twitter yesterday that he said he still thought the Ravens, as good as they were, the pass game actually looked a little disjointed and clunky. And he and I had talked last week. And he had said, I still think the timing is not completely down. That Lamar's playing great, but the timing between these guys, I don't know if you saw a couple times it looked like the throws maybe were still a, a little bit behind or that it was Lamar making a play and keeping a play alive. Do you still feel like there's room, I, I, it's crazy to say after that performance, but for this offense to continue to ascend as these guys continue to be on the field with each other a little bit more? Yeah, no question. I think... He, I think Chris uh, absolutely spot on with it, um, but the, I think the real point is they're letting him do it. You yeah. know, they're assuming he can make those throws, and I think with a guy like Lamar for years, there's there's the assumption that he's 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 going to have some limita- limitations as a passer, and I don't believe that. Um, and then that it comes down to, you know, the anticipation of where the receivers are going to be, and and then really the receivers now they've got to morph into a very disciplined former route running where they're we used to call it, be where you're supposed to be when you're supposed to be and don't ever fool the quarterback you know mm. so they can't if they're supposed to be at 18 yards on this comeback well they got to be at 18 not 16 you know otherwise if you turn the ball loose early you know like you saw last night with the 49ers you're gonna miss you know so it, it really as they you know all that is just thrown against air you know uh when you're when you're not quite hooked up like that we used to call it hooked up you know, first 20 minutes or 15 minutes of practice, whatever you do, nothing but throw against air just to get your timing together. And that's something that with time they can work on every week and get better at, and then he gets a better feel. But I think the most exciting thing is they kind of take the handcuffs off him and said, uh, yeah, we, we know you're a good passer. Let's go. Yeah. No, and, and we've known, right? Like we've known for a long time. We've seen him make spectacular throws, and now it's 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 picturesque. Uh, Coach, the, iron- the irony being, of course, that – this was a team that was so identifiable with the run game, and if there is an area of concern, maybe it's been the run game. And there's been some talk about maybe the Ravens perhaps being a team that would be in the market for a, a Saquon Barkley or a Derrick Henry. Should they be available? Do you feel like the Ravens maybe still need to take a step up in the run game to be the complete kind of Super Bowl type of threat that we're talking about? Like Edwards and Hill, that combination is pretty darn good, to be honest with you. Here's here's what happens, I think, when you're fairly conservative as they've been in the past and they've been kind of bringing him along as a pocket guy. Um, all the all the load is on that running game, the success of whether you're gonna win or not, you know. And you know, the really good teams in the league can beat you either rushing the football or, re- or throwing the football. They have to be able to rely on either one of them completely at times. And in the past or Ravens, you didn't look at them as a team that go into two minute and take the ball on the field and score easily. You know, just that never occurs to you. And I think that's where they're headed. 
it takes the pressure off the running game. Uh, you know, when you run the ball as well as they do, you get a lot of one-on-one outside now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. You get a lot of one-on-one. It's like the Super Bowl for us against Tennessee. They were going to blitz us. They're going to shut down, you know, uh, our running back. You know, and so what we ended up doing was just going to work on it. So, and I think that's kind of happening with them a little bit too. You know, and but you know the other part of him that's really changed is. He's getting a number two, and the check down is a number three. He's getting through things quickly, you know, and I think that's uh, that's a major part of his development that I'm excited about. I don't want to be disparaging at all to, to your teams because you bring up, of course, that Super Bowl, and we talk about the greatest show on turf. But that your defense, I don't think in history, is thought of quite like, you know, the, one of the best defenses of all time. The crazy part to me right now, Coach, is that, like, the complimentary football is – excellent on both sides and that this Ravens defense I you know Mike McDonald might be putting himself in the category of perhaps being in the, in line for head coaching jobs what he's done with you know guys coming off their couch Jadavion Clowney Kyle Van Noy um it is I this team leading the league with 29 sacks is nuts because there's not a TJ Watt on this roster no and I think that's an important point no we were I think we ended up fifth in the league on defense uh, that year, but nobody would know it. You know, in our old one Super Bowl, we're number one on offense and number two on defense, but nobody would know it. So oh, I did yeah, you not just quietly that. go about your business. Yeah. You know, so we were good. We got a lot of takeaways and that and put us, the offense in a lot of great positions. And I think that's happening there too. Uh, I, I like, I love watching them play because of the intense, intense energy that they have. Um, the attitude they bring when they play and, you know, it's hard to keep up every week, but they've been able to do that. Coach, I, I you know, I'm going to bring this up. Lamar Jackson has only lost one time ever to an NFC team. That was the Giants a year ago. And there's a lot made about, and I, I just wonder in how we look at the performance on Sunday, a lot's made about teams that don't get to see him as frequently, maybe not having or being at a disadvantage going up against Lamar Jackson. The, the counter argument is, of course, like, well, there's plenty of tape and he's been in the league now for six years, and guys have seen him on other stops, and they've been on, AF, you know, coaches have been at AFC teams. Do you make anything of there being a significant advantage for Lamar Jackson and the Ravens when they play against NFC teams that would make us maybe take what happened on Sunday with a grain of salt? Oh, I wouldn't take it. Yeah, I think the thing on Sunday was real regardless. Uh, perhaps there is something to it. You know, anytime you see somebody for the first time, if you haven't seen him before, an athlete like him, they were probably a little tentative in trying to account for him as a runner, and that may have affected a little bit. But um, I don't, I don't know. It's it, that's pretty complex. That's pretty layered and complicated. I don't. Yeah. I think that's an easy conclusion to make, and I don't know if that's accurate or not. I understand that. I look. I would think that at this point in the NFL, if you don't know what Lamar Jackson is, you're not trying. I mean, like you're well, not. Well, it's doing, different you... though when you see him in person. It really is. I okay. Just like anything else. Like our receivers, people didn't realize how fast they came off the ball as close until they, they played him. And then they used to tell me years afterwards it shocked him how fast, you know, and it's the same thing with Lamar. You know, he's, he's just different, you know, and you just don't see anybody like him. I understand that. I understand that. It's part of what makes it so exciting for us and the reason why we are uh, kind of overjoyed about what it is that we're seeing right now is because it's he's just no, this sure. good. He's just this good. Like we get to watch Lamar. I, I I I see all these other teams and what they throw out there, and I'm like, hey, no offense, but we get to watch Lamar Jackson 
every week, and that is we, we're 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 spoiled because of it. I think, Coach. But but you know the thing that I'm so excited about is he was in kind of in a rut as a passer. You know, he, this is what he does, and if the first choice is gone, he's taken off with it or holding the ball a little bit, running around and. You know, not real sure about what he wants to do with it, that kind of thing. And so it was kind of hit or miss sometimes. He's gone way past that now. You know, uh, Coach Munkin's got him into the point where he's a disciplined passer in the pocket. He, his eyes are where they need to be. His footwork is impeccable. Your footwork matches the depth of the routes. That's disciplined, you know. Uh, he's Just the cognitive part of it, he's really accelerated and, and morphed into – you know, a really terrific guy that can get through these reads. And that's the part that I get excited about because now that means you can do a lot of different things on offense and change things up and you can handle it. Hey, I, Coach, if, if I could, just we brought up the idea of the Ravens looking for a running back. But in general, I mean, we saw the Eagles make a bold move yesterday to get Kevin Byard. The Ravens have been an aggressive team these last couple of years. What do you make of the idea, like, if the chemistry is right and you're playing well, that you don't mess with it versus – like what? What is your thought process about how teams now seem to be a little bit more aggressive in season in terms of making trades? I think if you if there's somebody there that can definitely make you better, obviously San Francisco a year ago, right? Yeah. Then I think that that's logical move. But to bring somebody in to bring somebody in because you think he might be better, you better be darn sure of it. You know, because it there's a psychological thing to your your guys too. You know, and. I've never liked that. Uh, unless somebody is substantial, clearly is going to be better than what you do. You know, the personnel that you have there, that's one thing. But there's, if you're not sure, if you hope, you know, he is, nah, I wouldn't do it. I understand that. It worked out pretty well for the Ravens with Roquan Smith a year ago. That one, uh, that one proved to yeah. be one of the great moves that uh, the Baltimore uh, Ravens. Yeah, but I mean, but clearly, yeah. I mean, clearly. He's a heat-seeking missile. Who would want him, right? So. My God, man. We, we, we had high expectations, Coach. Like, we were excited about it when we were like, this seems right. And somehow it has wildly surpassed that. It's been, you know, just oh, insane how good he has been since he arrived. When you watch him play on defense, usually I watch the structure, the whole defense and what they're doing. I just watch him. I can't take my eyes off him. He's, he's so much fun to watch. He's incredible. Coach, everything good with you? How's, uh, you know, I know you're doing everything with the 33rd team. What else is going on in your world these days? Well, I'm retired, and we moved back to St. Louis, and grandkids and all that thing, thank you, and uh, just enjoying life. Well, it's great to hear from you, Coach. Enjoy your content with the 33rd team. Really appreciate you spending a few minutes with us. Hopefully, we'll be able to do this a few more times this season where we just talk about how wonderful it is to watch uh, Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens play offensively. Thank Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Thanks, thank Coach. You. Coach Mike Martz with us here on GCR. Appreciate him taking the time for us. And we could just do this all season long. May we never have reason to feel doubt. I did bring that up. I had a couple people bring it up to me yesterday, like the, the NFC factor. And do we do we take less from this performance because it appears to be a thing with NFC teams against Lamar Jackson? I, I think if the Ravens' offense had been terrible for, for a few weeks and all of a sudden had a massive performance, yeah, that would mean something to me. I, I think the more logical thought process is we've seen it in moments. We had our first staff meeting here at Press Box regarding um, 
this year's Mo Gabba Sports Person of the Year yesterday. And, you know, we always have to, what happens if the Ravens were to, like, have a run like they had in 2019? And what do we think about? And, and Stan and Luke Jackson and I, we were all saying, like, I don't know how to define it. Because we've seen Lamar Jackson play at unanimous MVP level. And yet what we're seeing is somehow better than that. And it's hard to explain, because what we saw then was something that we had never seen before in the NFL because of his, you know, Houdini plays. This is... If if his wide receivers and tight ends just catch the football in Pittsburgh, he might be the NFL MVP frontrunner today. Like, he might be the betting favorite as well as he played in that game. If he they just catch the ball, he might be the favorite and the front runner to win MVP this season. I I don't know how to describe it. And it's funny because here's Court Warner saying, Well, I still think it's a little clunky. Like but, but I get it. The the timing, some of it is still just Lamar going out and making plays, right? Some of it is still a little off script. Some of it is still a little bit improvised. But but that's kind of the greatness that's of it. sort of the bit, yeah. right? Like, that's sort of the bit. Um, and if anything, it would make you say, it could still get better. The more they're on the field together, the more they they think this through. As far as the Derrick Henry thing, man, I mean, if the, the Titans are going to strip it all down to the studs and there's only so much of that you can do in the NFL, like because you still have to pay a salary floor, but if they're going to trade away Kevin Byard, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense for them to sit on Derrick Henry, right? Like, what for what purpose exactly? Henry's, I, I'm trying to figure out, as I was looking at his cap numbers, his, his cap numbers are really not that bad, but I feel like these have to be, like, because the numbers that I see when I look at Track and look at his contract yeah. for the next couple yeah. of years don't make sense. And I feel like there's got to be something there. Like, it's got to be an option or... I I don't know what to make of those numbers. Because if those are just really contract figures, then by all means. Now, we do think that Derrick Henry might be on the downside of the best part of his career. But I'll listen. I got to figure out but I need I, I might need you to dive in on that and figure out what that is because it's very weird. Like I, I I'm not I'm just not sure what those numbers are that I see on the spot track for Derrick Henry's contract. But I mean like literally it says cap hit four point seven million dollars, dead cap four point seven million dollars. I'm like, well that that sounds just fine. So it looks like I mean it's saying they're voidable years. Does that mean like again, I don't why would you choose to avoid yeah. them at those numbers? What what reason would you have for doing that? I'm very I'm very confused. I might need somebody that's smarter than I am. I'll I'll listen. Now again, you're talking about a 30-year-old running back who's dealt with injuries and isn't isn't Derrick Henry Derrick Henry anymore. Now, he's still a guy I'd probably take. I don't know what the cost is. I got to think about that. But I ain't saying no. 
I know that much. I ain't saying no. I don't disagree with Coach Martz. Like I don't, I don't know that the Ravens have to upgrade at running back. I like the combination of Gus Edwards and Justice Hill. Justice Hill's got to figure out the mesh point thing. Like that's that's got to get fixed, or Keaton Mitchell's gonna play. I don't know that they have to. I think they can win a Super Bowl with the running backs they have. Knock on wood, you got to get those guys to stay healthy too. I think they could, but that doesn't mean that I'm not listening when it comes to other options that are out there on the market. All right, when we come back in, we will be giving you your first ever version of County Sports Zone Radio. Uh, Griffin, you want to tell everybody what's coming up at Live Casino in Hotel Maryland? Yes, if luck wasn't on your side in a recent bet at the FanDuel Sportsbook at, uh, at Live Casino in Hotel Maryland, well, you can get ready to turn those losses into winning opportunities with the second chance to win promotion between now and... And January 4th, 2024, all live casino and Hotel Maryland Rewards members will be able to enter their losing bet slips into the second chance to win drum. And two nights a week, 20 different winners will be chosen. Prizes ranging from live casino and Hotel Maryland uh, uh, apparel, sports and social ultimate happy hour prizes, plus cash and free play worth up to $500. Drawings will be held every Thursday and Monday over at the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino in Hotel Maryland. So get over there. Adirondo Mills must be 21. Please play responsibly for help. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER. When we come back in, County Sports Zone Radio with Wes Brown. It's Glenn Clark Radio. The latest edition of Press Box is available now. On the cover, Todd Karpovich profiles the Orioles' survivors, Anthony Santander, Austin Hayes, Cedric Mullins, and Ryan Mancastle, who all came from the previous regime but stuck through tough times to be key pieces in guiding the franchise back to prominence. Also inside, we remember the iconic Brooks Robinson with tributes from Jim Henneman and myself, Stan the Fan Charles, and a trip down memory lane to remember the most significant moments of his career. Plus, we meet players from college basketball programs around the state. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores, and you can always find the entire edition, as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. The Baltimore County Police Department is now hiring with competitive salaries, including for experienced police officers, starting salaries between over $68,000 and over $82,000 based on your prior service time, accepting up to seven years of service times with only six weeks in the academy, minimum of two years prior experience. And police cadet starting salaries at over $32,000 must be between the ages of 18 and 20, but you can apply starting at 17 and a half. Must have a high school diploma or GD equivalent at the time of the hire, U.S. citizen at the time of the hire, and a valid driver's license. So if you have a passion for service and want a career for life, now is the time to join the Baltimore County Police Department. Call 410-887-5542 or visit joinbaltimorecountypd.com. Gambling can be a fun and entertaining experience, but there are risks involved. If you're planning on betting on the game at the casino or on your phone or computer, know your limit, stay within it. Set a budget and a time to stop. Remember, gambling isn't a financial solution, and it doesn't mix well with alcohol or drugs. Know the risks and have a plan before you begin gambling. For free and confidential services, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org. Picking a restaurant to try for the first time? Let's look at the Costas Inn. Here's a few checklist items. Quality of the food. Check. 
quality of service? Check. Does restaurant have plenty of free parking? Check. And finally, does restaurant have delicious steamed crabs, crab cakes, crab soup, and specials galore? Check, check, check. Costas Inn, 4100 North Point Boulevard. They check all the boxes. Six chicken tenders made from fresh, never-frozen Royal Farms world-famous chicken, a family-sized order of Western fries, honey mustard dipping sauce, and a two-liter bottle of Dr. Pepper. It's Royal Farms' new Tucker's Tenders Meal. It's Justin Tucker's favorite, and at only $19.99, it'll be your favorite meal, too. The new Tucker's Tenders Meal, available only at Royal Farms. Now you can kick back, relax, and eat like a champion. Real fresh, real fast, Royal Farms. Come for a game, stay for everything else. Book an unforgettable fall getaway in Charm City. Enjoy only in Baltimore festivals, mouthwatering eats, and endless entertainment. Treat yourself to a staycation in the heart of downtown or try one of the city's many charming neighborhood hotels. And don't miss out on packages for free parking, breakfast, and more. Plan your stay at baltimore.org slash hotels. Don't forget about Project Game Day after every Ravens game this season. It's kind of like this show, except Rita's also there, so I actually think it's pretty good. But hey, you're already here now, so why don't you go ahead and keep listening to GCR? All right, back in here on GCR. It's time for us to introduce a new segment here on the program as I try to encourage everybody to get a little bit more local-centric. We are going to start doing that and finding out what's going on in the world of high school sports in the area every Tuesday here on GCR with our partners from County Sports Zone. Our first edition of County Sports Zone Radio joining us now from CSZ. He is Mr. Wes Brown, and he's with us here on GCR. Wes, what's going on, man? How are you? Doing good. How are you? Everything is good. So what we're going to be doing with this segment is just sort of going both ways. We're going to recap what's been happening, uh, some of the bigger games, bigger results of the past week in high school sports in the area, and then looking ahead to what's coming up the following week and then covering any big stories that came out during the course of the week. And I guess let's start so we keep it uh, a super local, because I know that uh, DeMatha was involved with the big TV game, but we'll, we'll get to that. We'll try to keep it a little bit more local here. Um, Spalding took a step up and um, not able to get the job done there. Take me through what happened with Spalding last week. Yeah, so Spalding kind of fell behind there a little bit against St. Joe's Prep, but obviously a, a tough national power to, to bring down to the DMV and play against. Uh, but but junior quarterback Malik Washington still showed his his skills. Um, he's going to be one of the top quarterbacks here in the the junior class in 2025. Um, and although they, they weren't able to get it done, um, they're still obviously one of the, the the top, if not the top power in the MIAA. Um, so it should be exciting what they're able to do here down the final stretch of the season with with playoffs coming. I saw I saw them. I had them a couple weeks ago against Calvert Hall, and it it was like a slow start and. I know I've done a ton of their games since Malik's been the quarterback, and I know how talented he is. And obviously, it's you know it's not just Maryland; it's Ohio State. It's programs all over the country that are interested, and in, I think Oregon is in play. But what, it it feels like I always wonder if the weight of that is is something that he's dealing with, right? Like the weight of all of that attention, all of that hype that he's getting right now is is something that for a kid is is a bit much to carry. Yeah, obviously it's tough in, in the recruiting world, but he, he's done a pretty good job of, of you know, just, just maintaining contact. Obviously, coaches are allowed to officially contact them starting September 1st of their junior year. Um, so, so he's finally just getting in contact with coaches and, 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 and managing all that. 
Um, I, I talked to him a couple of weeks ago. He said he, he's holding off on visits and all that until after the season. Um, so he can kind of key in and, and focus a little bit. But it, it definitely is something that's, you know, in his mind, he wants to probably commit sometime in the the spring, early summer, wants to get it out of the way during the off season. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's definitely tough when you've got the Maryland and the Penn States and, and all those kind of schools coming after you trying to get that commitment. Are you still convinced that they, that Spalding is the team to beat in the MIAA? For sure. Yeah. I mean, McDonough's look pretty good. Um, Blake Fields look pretty good as well. Um, but I, I would say Spalding for sure definitely has the, the upper the upper in there. And Spalding Blakefield's coming up this week. Yep. Yep. Spalding Blakefield's coming up this week. Um, should, should be an interesting contest with some some playoff implications. All right. I know, as I mentioned, DeMatha was involved with a really big one that was on ESPNU on Friday night. Great game. Walk me through what happened with DeMatha as they held off St. John's. Yeah, so so it was a, a, a really tough back and forth contest there. Um, closing out the the high school showcase for for ESPN this year. Um, tight game went all the way down to the wire and then was en- eventually tied and, and sent into overtime. Uh, but Demath was able to to win right away, twenty one fourteen in overtime with a, a touchdown there. Um, so pretty big result for the the WCAC season. Um, you know, you've got good counsel, Demath, St. John's, Gonzaga there. Um, so it should also be a really exciting uh, playoff time down in D.C. All right. Uh, he is Wes Brown, County Sports Zone. It's County Sports Zone Radio. It's not just football, Wes. Is we actually, I didn't even realize that we started moving towards the playoffs in uh, other sports. Walk me through, uh, because I know it's a big week this week over at County Sports Zone for that. Yeah, so the, the MPSSAA playoffs are, are getting set to begin. Um, the, the golf championships are actually happening at University of Maryland right now with the, the finals on Wednesday. Um, yesterday, we got up the brackets for boys and girls soccer uh, with, with their opening round game starting on Wednesday. And then field hockey seating should be coming out uh, today. Um, we'll, we'll have those brackets up with, with games set to start this weekend. And then obviously next weekend is, is when we'll have uh, the first round for the, the football playoffs. Anything as far as like, you know, this is this is can you tell me anything about it? this is a team that looks like they're a team to beat at the public school level in soccer? Like it is for someone who has paid zero attention whatsoever. Is there anything that we should know about, like how this looks like it's going to shape up as we move towards the playoffs? It's I mean, it's really interesting at the public school level because you have a lot of teams that will kind of dominate, you know, their respective counties and, and, and areas. Um, it, it's really difficult to say, right. you know, maybe a, a, a team to beat. Um, you, you really do learn a lot quickly about teams in, in the postseason. Um, you'll sometimes see, you know, one seeds lose to, you know, a four seed eventually and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, it, it all just kind of depends on who, who they played. Um, there, there's some teams that are undefeated who who probably haven't faced a test, and there's some teams that might have a losing record because they've they faced a lot of tough teams. But you'll kind of learn a, a lot really quickly here in the first you know weekend or two. All right, let's stay on the uh, public school route, and let's talk a little bit about what's coming up this week, football wise. As we, th- I did not realize this. Are we? This is already the final week of the regular season. Yep. So so week eight this week is the the final week, and then we'll have the the seedings on Monday uh, with with some opening round games next weekend. Wow. All right. So walk me through what are some of the bigger games uh, this week and the final week before we get ahead of the uh, the seedings in the MPSSAA. Yeah. So obviously eight and zero Quince Orchard in Montgomery County, uh, CSE's number one team uh, so far this year. Still, um, they they play a six and two Sherwood team who, who's been pretty difficult um, this year. Um, Quinn Sorge was obviously able to to come through and, and beat Northwest in a, a highly ranked battle last week. So they've already had one test. This will be test two 
um, heading heading into the postseason as as they look to repeat again as as four A champions. And obviously, eight and Opatuxen is playing seven and one Calvert. Um, not necessarily as you know big and, and talented as some of these you know you know four A Montgomery County PG County kind of schools, but definitely a, a, a contest that that'll have some playoff implications. Anything else that we should have our eyes on, or we should be thinking about as we get to the end of the regular season? Um, yeah, I mean, there, there's a ton of talent here in, in the state of Maryland. Um, I, I, I talked a little bit to uh, Flowers last week in, in PG County, and they're they're, they're really um, interested in, in in taking it personal this year. They say um, they they made it to the state championship last year, um, lost pretty badly to to Quinn's Orchard, um, but they're they're excited and and they've been kind of steamrolling through um, their their schedule. They took their first loss last week um, to Wise uh, in in a tightly contested game. Um, but but they're they're definitely ready for this postseason um, and, and definitely want to make it back to Annapolis and, and have another shot at Quince Orchard. And the state title games again are at Navy Marine Corps Memorial Stadium and still the first week of December? Uh, yep. Yep. Should be the, the end of November, early December. All right, very good. Wes, anything else that we should know about this week that people can find at County Sports Zone? Uh, I think that's mostly it. Just just head to County Sports Zone and you'll be able to find some of that playoff information with, with brackets coming up. Um, and then we're obviously going to have all the all the scores, schedules, and and all that all that good stuff here at, at County Sports Zone. Uh, you know, what, let me let me just take a second for this because I feel like there are people that are like, I still don't know what County Sports Zone is. As we introduce this segment, I probably should have done a better job of this, Wes. Remind everyone because the resource the County Sports Zone is is wild. Everything that you could find there. Remind everyone what County Sports Zone is all about. Yeah, so so County Sports Zone is the home for uh, high school sports in Maryland. We have the the schedules and scores for all the the public schools, as well as you know some of the the football with the MIA and the WCAC. Um, look, looking to to further expand as well, but for the bulk of it, it's the all the scores, all the schedules, all the information, um, pretty much everything you need to to follow high school sports uh, across the whole state of Maryland. Uh, it's incredible resource. It's really unbelievable. Also on Twitter at C- CSZ scores. And Wes, you're on Twitter at W underscore Brown 21, correct? Yep. Excellent. Wes, appreciate this, man. Looking forward to doing this every week and just getting a quick update about what's going on as I try to get a little bit more educated and we try to educate everybody else. Thanks for taking a couple minutes for us. Let's talk again next Tuesday, all right? All right. Thank you. It's Wes Brown from County Sports Zone uh, with us here on GCR, County Sports Zone Radio, something we're going to be doing every week. I didn't realize it was the final week of the regular season. See, this is why we're doing this. This is the reason why, because I had no idea that we were already at the final week of the regular season in uh, the public school and get ready for the playoffs starting next week. I was looking at the uh, top 10 for County Sports Zone uh, in the state. Uh, Queen's Orchard is number one. Oakdale, number two. Wise, uh, C.H. Flat, or Flowers, just Flowers. Fort Hill, five. Patuxent, Northwest, North Point, Broadneck, and Linganore. Of course, always has the frustrating part about Linganore is they always have, like, the biggest, their offensive line. You're always like, what, what are you supposed to do about that? They're just making farm boys out there. <laughs> Big old boys. It's very frustrating about Linganore. But that's your top 10 uh, for County Sports Zone going into the final week of the uh, regular season in the public schools. I have St. Francis on Friday night, and they just switched opponents. Ah, very fun. Very fun. Very awkward part about what they're doing playing a national schedule is that every now and then you get a team that says no. It was supposed to be Fort Hill, right? It was supposed to be Mount Zion. Oh, that's right. 
Frustrating. Frustrating. Uh, somebody from Florida. Ah, nice. I know nothing about them. I have never make the, heard make of Make the trip up in three days. I, three days notice. Yeah, right. <laughs> I guess it's four days notice because I think yeah. yesterday we got the word. Uh, they are called, who are they called? I can't find it now. <laughs> Specially Fit. Wow. I, I've never. The Hopefully. Specially Fit Academy in Dover, Florida. Hopefully. Which I have to understand is a real place. I thought Dover was in <laughs> Delaware. They're 4-0 this year. That's not a lot of games. They don't have a game listed since September 29th. That doesn't seem that well, doesn't seem right. When was the last time St. Francis had but, a game? Uh, no, they played. Oh, they have? Okay. Yeah, they've been playing. But this is the problem with like schools that are playing these types of schedules is that the max prep sites are not great for them. Yeah. You're like, hey, can I get some stats? And they're like, nope. And you start to, I'm telling you, man, watching BS High really ruined me. And you're like, because uh, like I know now you're very skeptical. Every, I'm so skeptical about everything now. Everything makes me skeptical. I'm like, wait Gosh. a second, you played a Tuesday game and then a game that weekend. That's a thing you did. And I just start getting, I that I just start having this tick in me that all of them are that that creep from BSI. You know what I mean? Like, and I know they're not, but like. I can't help it when I'm dealing with this sometimes. So, like, at least because I'm around St. Francis enough, I know how they run their program. I know what they're doing. I don't know anything yeah. about these other schools. Like, somebody says, you're doing a, a St. Francis versus the Specially Fit Academy. You're like, what? Specially. What is, like, I've heard of Modern Day. I've heard of Don Bosco. Like, I know those plays. The Specially Fit Academy. And they might very well be real. Might I'm assuming they are. I don't think the coach Masai would choose to play a, you know, a fly-by-night thing. But I just I, there's something about me ever since I watched that doc, man. That like I I am. I don't know. Well, I guess you I don't, don't have to do it, right? Uh, no, I'm gonna do it. Okay. I have. A, in right, fact, right. I do. I signed a contract. Oh, okay. I, <laughs> I have to. I signed a contract for the season, so I have no choice. I am there no matter what. Voice of St. Francis. No, it's uh, it's me and Pete Medhurst on oh, Friday really? night. Wow. Yeah, the franchise. What a booth. The franchise. Yeah. We've, we don't get to do games together all that much, Pete and I. All right, let's have Pete on the show this week, by the way. Let's do okay. that. Um, Pete's Pete's doing Raven stuff now. He's on uh, the Ravens broadcast crew. Mm. But um, we don't. We've done. I used to hire Pete to work some um, to work the the Mustang Classic out at Stevenson, and when he would do a game, he'd be like, "Yeah, sit in with me," and then I would do a game, and he'd sit in with you know, like we we'd sit in each other's games, and we'd have fun with that. I don't get the I very rarely gotten to work. We worked together at um, one oh six seven and ninety nine one for a little while, but we never like did it. They never said like, "Hey, do you guys want to do a show together?" I love Pete. Pete's one of my favorite people in the world. And, um, It'll be fun. I'm, I think we're doing two games together uh, this season with uh, St. Francis, so I'm looking it's, forward to that. It's funny you talk about Mount Zion because Mount Zion – so look, Concordia played a team from Long Island this week. Yes. And they were have they a, Were they a real team? They, yes, they were a real sure? team. Yeah, <laughs> I was able to talk to their coach. They okay, have, all right. they, they've been having a good season. Um, but they have two losses on the season. Both are to Maryland schools, Concordia and, and Mount Zion. Zion. So that was – I don't know the story. Clearly I don't wanna, we know the I better state. I don't want to come off like I don't want to cast aspersions. I have no idea why Mount Zion is not playing this yeah. game this week. And there might be the like you know they had, you know, some terrible flu bug or so. I, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like I have no idea what happens in these circumstances. Yeah. I just know that it's awkward when you're trying to start preparing for a broadcast to suddenly be told, 
Instead, prepare for a totally different broadcast against a team you've never heard of. I had contacts with Mount Zion. I, I was good there. No problem. Now it's like, oh, okay. I'll start working on this now. I don't think I'm going to end up finishing the Michael, uh, the Magic Johnson book. Mm. I think I'm going to end up being way short on that. Well, I've done 200 pages. That's not even particularly close. Solid. It's a lot. Yeah, I'm not. Look, it's way better. I'm guessing that Roland Lazenby has done lots of interviews where people haven't read two. <laughs> 776 page book. Too much. Too much. Hour number one of today's show is in the books. Also brought to you by the Baltimore County Police Department. This Saturday is the date for their community and hiring event at the Public Safety Building, 700 East Joppa Road. Thinking about a career in the Baltimore County Police Department? You can go through the whole process, written test, agility test, application, all of it right there on the scene. Talk to members of the specialized units. Find out what opportunities might be there for you in the Baltimore County Police Department. If you're not thinking about that whatsoever, all good. It's just a nice, safe environment for you to get your kids in their costumes, bring them out, get some candy, because it's a trunk or treat as well. This Saturday, Baltimore County Police Department hiring and community event at the Public Safety Building, 700 East Joppa Road. Call 410-887-5542 to find out more or go to joinbaltimorecountypd.com. We'll preview Waiver Wire Wednesday with Joe Serpico next. It's Glenn Clark Radio. Why bet with the big boys this football season? Instead, try your hand with the local book, Superbook Sports, this fall. Superbook Sports is the book next door. Just a dedicated team of the best odds makers in Las Vegas, making sure you get the best prices and parlays anywhere. And now, Superbook will give you a bonus of up to $250 when you sign up and wager on the same day and use the promo code GlennClark23, G-L-E-N-N-C-L-A-R-K-2-3. So bet with the best. And use the promo code GlennClark23 this football season with Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, everyone? It's Tyus Bowser, and I've had so much fun hanging out with Rita and putting up with Glenn the last couple years that I've decided to do it again. Season three of the Tyus Bowser Show is happening this year as we'll be all over town, giving you the chance to get to know me and some of my teammates. As we talk football, life in general, and just say what needs to be said, you can find out more about the show by going to pressboxonline.com slash Bowser. If you don't live in the area, you can watch the shows live on Facebook and YouTube. And if you miss one, you can listen Friday nights at 105.7 The Fan. So we'll see you all season long for the Tyus Bowser Show. A partnership of Press Box and Great Ace Memorabilia. The next Tyus Bowser show is Tuesday, October 17th at Mother's North Grill in Timonium. It's brought to you by Superbook Sports and AJ Michaels. And if you or a loved one have a gambling problem, visit HelpMyGamblingProblem.org. Picking a restaurant to try for the first time? Let's look at the Costas Inn. Here's a few checklist items. Quality of the food? Check. Quality of service? Check. Does restaurant have plenty of free parking? Check. And finally, does restaurant have delicious steamed crabs, crab cakes, crab soup, and specials galore? Check, check, check. Costas Inn, 4100 North Point Boulevard. They check all the boxes. 
The Orioles brought us a summer we'll never forget in 2023, securing their first division title in nine years. And while the playoffs ended quicker than we had hoped in Birdland, the future is brighter than ever. I'm Paul Valley, and along with Zach Goodman, we'll be with you on the bat around all offseason, warming our hands by the hot stove. From the GM meetings to the winter meetings to the start of spring training, the bat around has you covered for every trade, signing, and transaction as the Orioles look to revamp and regroup for another postseason run. You can watch the show every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon at YouTube dot com slash press box online or facebook.com slash press box sports or you can listen at pressboxonline.com slash radio so tune into the bat around every saturday right here at press box what company has the expertise to make your home healthier by purifying your air and killing all viruses allergens and bacteria aj michaels heating and air conditioning in baltimore and annapolis ajmichaels.com The Baltimore County Police Department is now hiring with competitive salaries, including for experienced police officers, starting salaries between over $68,000 and over $82,000 based on your prior service time, accepting up to seven years of service times with only six weeks in the academy, minimum of two years prior experience. And police cadets starting salaries at over $32,000 must be between the ages of 18 and 20, but you can apply starting at 17 and a half. Must have a high school diploma or GD equivalent at the time of the hire, U.S. citizen at the time of the hire, and a valid driver's license. So if you have a passion for service and want a career for life, now is the time to join the Baltimore County Police Department. Call 410-887-5542 or visit joinbaltimorecountypd.com. Whether your focus is luxury and comfort, convenience and technologically advanced connectivity, or sporty performance and aggressive styling, we've got the perfect Highlander for you. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Highlanders from your local Toyota dealer today. Sure, Glenn may be in his 40s now, but he looks just as good as he ever has, and he's still as sharp as he ever was. And I say both those things without even a shred of irony. Find out for yourself right now by watching the show at facebook.com slash pressboxsports or youtube.com slash pressboxonline. If you missed it yesterday, Stan the Fan, Charles, Ross Grimsley, Luke Jackson, they got together to talk some baseball before uh, the, the two games last night. And if you missed that show, you can find it right now, facebook.com slash pressboxsports. Click on the videos tab, go to youtube.com slash pressboxonline or pressboxonline.com slash video. Every Monday, Stan the Fan, Charles, former Oriole, Ross Grimsley, and Pressbox's Luke Jackson talking baseball with you, facebook.com slash pressboxsports. Power rankings are up today for me at PressBoxOnline.com, and uh, the Baltimore Ravens made quite the jump. Not just because of their lopsided result, but because, you know, some other teams in the top ten took some L's. Ravens jumped from number eight last week to number three this week. Check out uh, all of the uh, power rankings right now, PressBoxOnline.com. Speaking of PressBoxOnline.com, that's where you find our next guest. He joins us every Tuesday to help us preview Waiver Wire Wednesday, try to find some help. He is our friend, Mr. Joe Serpico, and he's back with us now here on GCR. Joe, it's Glenn. What's going on, brother? How we doing? Hey, Glenn. Good to be back. At least this week we have some uh, some guys we can actually talk about I as mean, potential waiver I guess. acquisitions because it's been rough the past couple weeks. It's still not really. Again, the good news is there's not a lot of new significant injuries. New significant injuries. Of course, there's a lot of significant injuries. Not a lot of new significant injuries. Uh, I'm uh, I'm in a good place because I went to bed last night not realizing that George Kittle had made one more catch at the end of the game. and. I beat John Colson because of it, so I'm uh, I'm in a great mood now, sitting at six and one, top of the league. 
Uh, we just call it off now, right? We just stop the count, uh, uh, bow down to your king. That's the way that it works. I wish that was the case because uh, you and I would both be playoff teams right now. Uh, I'm in another league where, you know, how it shows you uh, your percentage will make the playoffs and the top four teams in that one are all like 70% above and the rest of the league is 20. So nee. at least I'm in one league that's semi-competitive. Nee. Well, uh, I guess let's start with the Rams' backfield because I'm sure there are a lot of people that are really thankful that they spent uh, waiver priority and or fob money on Zach Evans last week who appears to decidedly not be a thing. I guess we acquiesce around uh, Daryl Henderson actually being a thing moving forward. Yeah, speaking of Evans, I don't think he got a single touch this week. Um, it was kind of interesting to see Henderson basically you know, come off the streets. He was a free agent last week, and then next thing you know, he's leading the Rams in uh, touches this past week. And I think the more encouraging thing for him is uh, they only have one trip to the red zone, but it was Henderson that got all the touches there. Uh, you could not have anticipated going into the game who was going to be the guy for the Rams because even, I believe it was Saturday night, there were rumblings that it would be Henderson and Royce Freeman kind of uh, working the load together. But let's face it, I would have assumed that it was Freeman who going to get the majority of the carries because he's been around the longest. But the uh, familiarity from last year obviously played a factor in Henderson getting that job. And then you know, we know Kyron Williams is out for at least another three weeks. So it looks like that's Henderson's job moving forward. And if you're a court or excuse me, a running back needy team, Henderson looks like a guy that if he's getting 19 touches after you know, not seeing the ball all season, well, I can only see that role kind of expanding the next couple of weeks. So let me ask you this. I'll give you an example. I am in a league where Henderson is available and it's my Kyron Williams league, right? But in that league, we don't have an IR spot, which is just, Ryan Ripken, let's fix this moving forward. My bench bench is currently Roshan Johnson, Jeff Wilson, Gabe Davis, Michael Mayer, and then my my IR guys, Kyron Williams and Justin Jefferson. So my, my backs are Gibbs and Pacheco, which aren't very exciting, but... I don't know. I mean, I, I have no idea what's going on in Detroit and if uh, Montgomery's going to play next week or not. I, I'm in this weird place where, like, I want to put in. I have lots of fab. I, I've spent, like, no fab money whatsoever this season. So I have lots of fab money. I could go get Daryl Henderson, but, like, am, am I am I just giving up on Michael Mayer if I do that? Like, is it worth it? It It's only going to be another couple of weeks. Like, what, what do I do with that? Well, the first person when you were going through that list of names that I was like, well, you can get rid of that guy, well, it's Michael Mayer. Yeah. Uh, I'm one of those guys. I think we talked about it even last year. I try to stash as many running backs as possible for reasons that we're seeing right now. Uh, you Like this past week, I was forced to, luckily, I guess, to I had to start Devont, or, uh, Donta Foreman in the league because that's how banged up my backfield was. And yeah, it worked, worked out. out okay. Um, Henderson this week could be you know a similar play where – yeah, maybe he finds the end zone another two times. So it, these are the kind of guys I'd much rather have stashing around than opposed to, you know, I'm assuming is your second tight end via Michael Mayer. So let me let me ask it this way, though. But would you find yourself playing him over Gibbs, Ooh, okay. Pacheco, you know, Waddle, I guess I could play him over, DJ, and not DJ Moore. You're not playing him over DJ Moore. Like, would you really find yourself playing him? That's the part that I'm struggling with as far as fab money is concerned. Like, if I'm getting him just to sit on my bench – is that really somebody that I'm spending fab money on? Well, you, let's say, 
next week. You know, we could see Pacheco or or Gibbs yeah, go down Gibbs, for you. And Gibbs is on a buy next week. week. Yeah, that's actually a good point. Oh, so, there you go. So, and all that's right. another reason there. I didn't right. get to that. So right. the next couple of weeks, we got you, the rough teams on a buy. You got me. the 49ers, Lions next week. Week after that, it's the Dolphins, Chiefs, and Eagles are all on a buy. So we got some like heavy hitters going on the buys next like couple weeks. So. Those are guys, yeah. You're gonna really kind of want to stash away for those times. All right, I just put in a bid. I just you talk me into it, you son of a bitch. You talk me into it. Um, uh, are we back on De Mercado? Are we back to believing that's a thing? No, I don't want anything to do with Arizona. All right. That's, yeah, we don't. Uh, well, after last week, you know, we saw it was. We thought it was going to be DeMarcado, and it was Keontae Ingram. Then you go into this week, and you think it's going to be Keontae Ingram, and then he doesn't touch the ball this week. So I'm avoiding Arizona at all costs until James Conner comes back. Let's go to uh, Chicago, because you mentioned Foreman. Are we counting on Foreman moving forward? Do we believe that Roshan Johnson gets back into that conversation? What's the breakdown there? I think Johnson definitely earned some touches when he comes back from his concussion. Honestly, I was a little surprised he's not back already. Um, but as far as Foreman goes, I, I, I have him listed as a running back two flex option until Khalil Herbert comes back. He's just that underrated running back that every year seems to be a team's third running back. And then by this time of the season, Foreman's having three touchdown games. Uh, it just never fails. This is the third team in a row, three seasons that he's done this. When he's on the field, the guy performs. He's been fantasy relevant uh, every time he's been given the opportunity. And we, again, it's kind of similar to what I was just saying with uh, Kyron Williams. We know Herbert got at least two more games, and Johnson was more of the pass catcher. So I think the early down work is still going to be Foreman. And that's, I really like him as a goal line back for the Bears, who, by the way, are going up against a very suspect Chargers run deep. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. All right. Anything else running back wise this week? Uh, the well, I guess we have to mention Kareem Hunt just in the event that Jerome Ford does not play this week. They said it could be week to week, so maybe he doesn't play this week. Hunt's kind of dealing with his own injury, but if he is RSP being a uh, four doesn't go this week, I would be putting Hunt in as a starter if uh, if he needs somebody. What about Devin Singletary in Houston? I feel like that's been kind of split between him and Pierce. Does it seem like Singletary might have an opportunity to like take over as the main, main back? Yeah, so and that's a tough one just because I, the Texans were on a bye this week, and we did see that. It's starting to look like it is trending a little bit in Singletary's way. Um, that could just become a 50-50 split the rest of the way. I, the way I – to me, Pierce and Singletary, they remind, they're like the same player in my eyes. Maybe Pierce is a little bit faster, but they're both, you know, just, let's say, average runners, average pass catchers. Uh, but I'm not overly excited about either one of those guys, to be really honest. If one was to take over, you know, let's say get 75% of the carries, uh, like Pierce was early on, then I want him starting. But as of right now, I think both guys, unless you're truly desperate, got to be on the bench. Joe Serpico with us, PressBoxOnline.com, fantasy football analyst. All right, Joe, let's talk about Kyler Murray. Um, Like, is is this – if he plays, are we playing him? Are we really – I just don't know how to have a conversation. I know we talked about it last week. I don't don't know how I feel about Kyler Murray at all. Well, so if you're like me and you're kind of relying on Jordan Love and Russell Wilson to get you through the season, yeah, why not sure. take a flyer take on, a, take a why chance, not take a flyer yeah. on Kyler Murray as well? Yeah. Um, 
Now, my only concern with Kyler Murray being, you know, he's coming off an ACL injury. We know that his mobility is a large part of his game. So I'm not sure if you can really expect the rushing yardage that we're normally going to get from Murray. But let's face it, he's still, let's say, upper-tier quarterback. And if, even if he gives you a, a little bit on the ground, uh, that's what we're looking for in fantasy football. And the Cardinals, you know, they have an incentive to play him. You know, he, if they do decide they want to move on, well, then you need to play him, you know, to make him a trade piece. I, I don't see them having a reason to basically, you know, tank the rest of the way. I think they want to let Murray play. I think Murray wants to play to prove also that, you know, don't give up on me. Uh, but as far as fantasy goes, yeah, that's more of, you know, if you're if you're desperate, which I see a lot of teams are in, in fantasy football are desperate, why not have Murray stash him on your IR and then you know, maybe he comes back to being the top 10 player he was. All right, let's have the, because, you know, Griffin, just before we started this segment, while we were in commercial break, was going on about, you know, I've got, I've got tight end solved. I've got Taysom Hill. And I have played this game before with Taysom Hill. We're like, ah, you know, I can I can get by with him. And it's always been very hit or miss, right? There's always a week like this week where you say, ha-ha, see? Stole it. Look at you jokers. I've got Taysom Hill. And then it tends to be followed up by a week where nothing at all. Where are you at with Taysom Hill as far as him actually being an answer versus, like, he can be your guy if maybe a real tight end is on a bye? I'm more pushing to the latter there. Uh, the last two weeks, he's obviously seen an uptick, but I think that has a lot more to do with Jawan Johnson's also been out of action. Uh, we've seen Derek Carr was a little bit banged up, so they were just trying to find different ways to get the ball into Taysom Hill's hands. Uh, before these past two weeks, he failed to score more than three points in four to five games prior. Uh, that kind of just basically, you know, nailing the head of what you just said there. You get your weeks where, you know, he's the ultimate boom, but then when he busts, he really busts. Um, but, there, you know, there is always that potential for him to – I mean, we've seen in the past where he's had, uh, scored touchdowns all three games – all three ways in one game. Um, so that's the beauty of Hill, but then it's just the, the unknown of, you know, he might just catch one pass for five yards in a game as well, and that's all you get from him. So I, I prefer guys that – you know, have a more defined role. Uh, even though Hill is like the Joker uh, for like DFS purposes, I love him because if he does go off, he pretty much won that position. But he is definitely somebody that's hard to rely on from a week to week basis. It's, uh, that's sort of how I've always felt about it. That's what I've always dealt with. Uh, are we starting to believe that Dalton Kincaid might be a thing? That's something to keep an eye on because I believe Dawson Knox uh, was a little bit banged up at the end of the uh, the Bills game this week. Uh, traditionally, rookie tight ends have kind of been meh. Uh, Sam LaPorta is kind of uh, knocking that trend a little bit. I, I still think it, as long as Knox is still around in some capacity, they're going to let both of those guys be on the field. And I think that caps Kincaid's uh, potential. If it was just, you know, if he was the clear number one there, I'd be all in on it. But I think they're just trying to work both of those guys in. They still want to use them both, so that's what kind of makes me a little bit hesitant towards him. Kind of similar with the situation in Atlanta. I I, you know, Johnny Smith is obviously doing pretty well as a second tight end, but that makes you kind of hesitant to start either guy because, you know, it kind of seems like each week it's one or the other. So Dawson Knox, or uh, Sean McDermott said that Dawson Knox is getting wrist surgery uh, yesterday, so that will leave him out for, I mean, right at, at this point, no timetable is what he said. Um, so it sounds well, like that, Dawson well, that will be out for a while. Then. Yeah. Mm, 
Yeah, that'll change my that'll change my vision on him a little bit. I still have him maybe as like somewhere between twelve and fourteen as my overall tight end. Uh, I would still much rather have let's say uh, like an Evan Ingram or or even uh, Dalton Schultz at this point. Just guys that have more defined roles right now. It's still a part of me that wants to put in a claim for him in a league, and not, but not because I I need him, but because I everyone needs. Him. That's that's where yeah. I'm at. Like the tight end thing is such hell. That I almost want to come in and snake him away from somebody that could have used him. Like I am, I, I have Kelsey and Schultz, and I feel like I should put in a claim I'm, for him too. I'm, I'm, I, in my in my Mark Andrews league, I'm legitimately thinking about putting a claim for him. And I I, 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 I had to pick up J I had to pick up KJ Osborne this week because um, I didn't know if McCaffrey was going to play on Monday night, so I needed to have a backup flex option. And like I I, I get it, KJ Osborne has been okay, but I feel like I could use that roster spot better by you know, frankly, cucking someone else and putting in a claim for Dalton Kincaid. I am a monster. I really am a terrible person. I call it fantasy defense. I don't, I agree with it totally. Oh, thank you. I appreciate you backing me up on that. Um, all right. Uh, anything else? Uh, I, you know, I don't, I don't know. Is there, I saw who was on your wide receiver list this week. You had downs on the list. I guess walk me through. I, 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 are those really like waiver wire guys, downs born that we're talking about or more like, you know, if if you need a guy, they might be sitting around on Thursday. There are more of guys if they're hanging around on Thursday. I think of the two, I like Downs' potential uh, a little bit more, especially this week. Uh, they do play against the Saints, who do have a solid pass defense, but Don's, uh, excuse me, Downs operates out of the slot. So he avoids Marshawn Lattimore, which, by the way, means take uh, Michael Pittman down in your rankings for this week. But I do like Downs. Uh, Gardner Minshew has got three over over 300 yards passing in each of his two starts. And Colts defense hasn't been so great, so they're going to have to throw the All ball right, so a ton. Tell me, down let's talk guys. about Minshew. Who are you playing Minshew over, right? Like, when you rank them this week, where will Minshew be ranked? And who is the guy, like, if he's available in a Matt Stafford league, are you playing Gardner Minshew at this point over Matt Stafford? Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, that's my baseline <clears throat> right now. It's like the Stafford baseline at the moment. <laughs> Because I was, I was going to say if you let's say if you're a Derek Carr owner, you def, I would rather have a uh, Gardner Minshew. But Stafford is where, yeah, that's like a good, uh, good person to basically set the uh, average at. Uh, what I did like about Minshew is he's shown a willingness to run, uh, not just you know these past two games, but throughout his career, which Stafford is basically a statue back there. Uh, at the same time, you know, Minshew's also got. Eight turnovers these past two games, so that's a little, something that'll leave you a little bit worried. Oh, if I have to pick between those two right there, though, I think I'm still going Stafford just because I like his receiving options. Even with Cup having a you know kind of a down week, and you got the coup on the other side, which is phenomenal. So, but you know, like I said, if you're a Derek Carr owner, you're a Russell Wilson owner, and you're you know you're really looking for a shot in the dark, why not Gardner Minshew? What a world! Uh, yeah. What a world! Uh, I mean, I'm not uh, yeah. And especially, let's say, you know, two quarterback leagues, you know, when you're kind of almost forced to, that's, uh, there's worse options, let's just say that. Yeah, I hear you. I, if it, I still doesn't sound like good to me. You, you, you went from me being like, man, maybe I could, nope, I'm good. I'll sit this one out for a little while. All right. Uh, at Joe Serp on Twitter is how you can follow him. Uh, pressboxonline.com is where you see all of his stuff. Anything else we need to know this week, Joe? No teams on a buy this week, so you get your full roster. So good luck to everybody this week. That's nice. Maybe not six teams on a buy. All right, never mind. Joe, appreciate you, man. We'll talk to you again next Tuesday. All right.
Absolutely. Take care, guys. Thanks, buddy. That's Joe Serpico, PressBoxOnline.com, PressBox's fantasy football analyst. Appreciate him taking the time for us. Brought to you by Live Casino and Hotel every week. Appreciate Joe Serpico hopping on with us to preview Waiver Wire Wednesday. Tyus Bowser show, um, not tonight and not next Tuesday night. Normally it's every other week, but we staggered. You saw there was a point at which we had back-to-back weeks. We were staggering this time because we don't think you guys wanted to do it on Halloween night. Probably would have been fun, everybody getting their costumes, but we think most of you have plans on Halloween night, so we decided to push it back an extra week, and the next Tyus Bowser show will be Tuesday, November 7th at Guilford Hall Brewery and Station North. Find out more, pressboxonline.com slash Bowser. Tyus Bowser show is brought to you by A.J. Michaels, Superbook Sports, and HelpMyGamblingProblem.org. Did see that uh, John Harbaugh didn't have any updates on uh, Tyus Bowser after what he had said were meetings with doctors uh, that were scheduled for this past weekend. So in his press conference, John Harbaugh offered no, uh, he said there was no resolution on Tyus Bowser's status. So that that's that's a, uh, that's all I got for you. Also did point out the Keaton Mitchell. So it was funny, during the uh, Project Game Day postgame show, I guess it's a good place for me to remind you, Project Game Day, every game day this season, also brought to you by A.J. Michaels, Superbook Sports, and HelpMyGamblingProblem.org. We'll be back this Sunday following Ravens Cardinals, so a little bit later on. And Rita is going to be out uh, on location from uh, Glendale, Arizona. I think Andrew Stecka is going to join us on location from Glendale, Arizona as well. Mm. Um, But myself, Rita, Femi, I am Bedejo, and a cast of characters each week. We will be back this Sunday. Find out more, pressboxonline.com slash game day. You can watch it, facebook.com slash pressboxsports, youtube.com slash pressboxonline. So because we started a little bit early on Sunday, since it was a blowout, we started talking about Keaton Mitchell, and I laid it out for Femi. So Rita's a big Justice Hill fan. She always has been. So I was trying to, like, pussyfoot around a little bit with Rita because, you know, she loves Justice Hill. But another issue for Justice Hill on the mesh point, and then combined with really liking what you saw on Keaton Mitchell, I laid the idea out for Femi about could we see more Keaton Mitchell, less Justice Hill moving forward. And Femi really liked the idea, but then he said, I also don't understand why we didn't get, did he really not get any more touches? And because we had started the show early and we weren't paying attention late, we hadn't seen that Keaton Mitchell was over on the sideline clearly having been pulled out of the game with no helmet. So I was unaware of that when we were having this conversation on Sunday. Femi was unaware of that. I think it would have made a lot of sense in a blowout game to have tried to get Keaton Mitchell some more touches at the end of the game to just get him more comfortable being on the field in an NFL situation. Uh, John Harbaugh said he that he doesn't have a significant hamstring hamstring strain. Say hamstring strain ten times fast. He does not have a signif- significant hamstring strain. Significantly, no boy, I already bought Significant hamstring strain, yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. yeah. try that ten times significant. today. Significant hamstring strain. Significant hamstring strain. Significant hamstring strain. Significant hamstring strain. Yep, it's no, weird. it's not happening. Um, uh, Harbaugh said that once. <laughs> yeah, but in uh, case he doesn't like this guy, yeah, right? Seriously, he said he's week to week. Uh, outside chance that he would play uh, on Sunday. This is according to Jeff Zrebeck, but also according to John Harbaugh's press conference. Uh, more likely, probably the following week against Seattle. So, 
bummer for those of you that were like ready to fall in love with Keaton Mitchell and say this is the moment. Don't even know that he's gonna be on the field next Sunday, which also probably that now that's the awkward part too, because you probably have to elevate Melvin Gordon, and, then, and you can't do that again without putting him on the roster. So I don't know what that means now. Does that just mean yeah, Josh Johnson goes away again for? I guess it could be the the Josh Johnson takes a weekend off. They do like using the third quarterback mm-hmm. though. That's the awkward part to that is that they like. Yeah, I I understand it. You get to have one more player on your roster than everybody else does. Like, why not? The NFL is willing to give you an extra game day roster spot. You want to take advantage of that. But that's what it could mean. I mean, I guess the good news is because they're healthier than they were a few weeks ago at this point. Like, if they felt the need to release somebody, they they could. I just don't know who the obvious choice would be to do that with. It'd be a bummer for just, like... You wouldn't want to do that with a young player. Like you right, wouldn't like want to Jeremiah do that with Moon or, or Salah, you know, yeah. or anybody like that, because you you don't those guys would probably get scooped up if they mm-hmm. were they were available. I don't know what that answer is, but it's awkward because I don't think you go into a game with just two running backs and say, Hey, in an emergency we use Ricard as our third running back. I don't think you wanna do that. And that might be why they're holding out some sort of hope that maybe Keaton Mitchell like they they might find themselves in a place where they say, "Look, we don't want to have to put him on the field, but he'll be he'll be active for Sunday in case of emergency." Then he runs out there. I would have to think about what that would mean for his special teams roles. Like, do they need the roster spot for his special teams roles to be filled? Interesting question. That's a good problem to be dealing with. Yeah. In comparison to other problems, that's a good problem to be dealing with. All right, when we come back in, we are going to uh, go to Arizona and catch up with Orioles pitching prospect Carter Baumler, who is participating in the Arizona Fall League. So that's uh, on the docket for today. In fact, we'll do it next. It's Glenn Clark Radio. Come for a game, stay for everything else. Book an unforgettable fall getaway in Charm City. Enjoy only in Baltimore festivals, mouthwatering eats, and endless entertainment. Treat yourself to a staycation in the heart of downtown or try one of the city's many charming neighborhood hotels. And don't miss out on packages for free parking, breakfast, and more. Plan your stay at Baltimore.org slash hotels. Why bet with the big boys this football season? Instead, try your hand with the local book, Superbook Sports, this fall. Superbook Sports is the book next door. Just a dedicated team of the best odds makers in Las Vegas, making sure you get the best prices and parlays anywhere. And now, Superbook will give you a bonus of up to $250 when you sign up and wager on the same day and use the promo code GlennClark23, G-L-E-N-N-C-L-A-R-K-2-3. So bet with the best. And use the promo code GlennClark23 this football season with Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Six chicken tenders made from fresh, never-frozen Royal Farms world-famous chicken, a family-sized order of Western fries, honey mustard dipping sauce, and a two-liter bottle of Dr. Pepper. It's Royal Farms' new Tucker's Tenders Meal. It's Justin Tucker's favorite, and at only $19.99, it'll be your favorite meal, too. The new Tucker's Tenders Meal, available only at Royal Farms. Now you can kick back, relax, and eat like a champion. Real fresh, real fast, Royal Farms. 
Gambling can be a fun and entertaining experience, but there are risks involved. If you're planning on betting on the game at the casino or on your phone or computer, know your limit, stay within it. Set a budget and a time to stop. Remember, gambling isn't a financial solution and it doesn't mix well with alcohol or drugs. Know the risks and have a plan before you begin gambling. For free and confidential services, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org. What's up, everyone? It's Tyus Bowser, and I've had so much fun hanging out with Rita and putting up with Glenn the last couple years that I've decided to do it again. Season three of the Tyus Bowser Show is happening this year as we'll be all over town, giving you the chance to get to know me and some of my teammates. As we talk football, life in general, and just say what needs to be said, you can find out more about the show by going to pressboxonline.com slash Bowser. If you don't live in the area, you can watch the shows live on Facebook and YouTube. And if you miss one, you can listen Friday nights at 105.7 The Fan. So we'll see you all season long for the Tyus Bowser Show. A partnership, a press box, and great ace memorabilia. The next Tyus Bowser show is Tuesday, November 7th at Guilford Home Brewery in Station North. It's brought to you by A.J. Michaels, Superbook Sports, and HelpMyGamblingProblem.org. What company has the expertise to make your home healthier by purifying your air and killing all viruses, allergens, and bacteria? A.J. Michaels, heating and air conditioning in Baltimore and Annapolis, AJMichaels.com. Make the most out of every day in your Toyota RAV4. Available in hybrid or gas-only models. A RAV4 can get you where you want to go in style. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new RAV4s from your local Toyota dealer today. Make sure you're tuned in every Tuesday for Pressbox Fantasy Football Analyst Joe Serpico to get you ready for your Waiver Wire Wednesday, brought to you by Live Casino and Hotel. And if you have other fantasies you want fulfilled, subscribe to Glenn and Jeremy Kahn's OnlyFans page at... Wait, are people supposed to know about that? All right, back in here on GCR as we continue along here on a Tuesday edition of the program. Had to do this actually uh, yesterday afternoon because of his schedule out in Arizona at the Fall League, but an opportunity to catch up with one of the Orioles' top pitching prospects and what a journey it's been these last couple of years. Carter Baumler right now here on GCR. Well, now here on GCR, we're going to talk a little baseball. We're going to head out west because our next guest is participating in the Arizona Fall League right now. He is a top Orioles pitching prospect, and it's been a little while since we caught up with Carter Baumler, who's back with us on GCR. Carter, it's Glenn. It's great to catch up with you, man. Hope everything's going great. Thanks for taking a couple of minutes for us. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you uh, for having me on. Looking forward to to doing this and doing more down the road. No doubt, man. Um, let's 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 start with just how you're feeling, um, how things are going out there, and. I, I know, you know, it's been, I, I don't know, bumpy's the right way to describe it, right? But, like, how how are you feeling at this point out there in Arizona? Yeah, feeling good. Um, you know, obviously, this year coming back off uh, off of a shoulder injury yeah. um, and, you know, made a few starts um, during the regular season and then, um, you know, had a couple start or, uh, you know, uh, live ABs when I was down in Florida before this for uh, – about six innings and then coming out here and I've, I've made three starts out here, which have been, um, been decent, um, you know, feeling good, um, um, out here and facing some really good competition. So, uh, it's been a good time. So you, you had the shoulder surgery in the off season, right? And you like, take me through what you knew about the surgery. This is baseball. Everybody's having, you know, like my God, everybody goes through this type of stuff. Right. But is it still, 
when you're talking about your shoulder, do you still have like the fears? Do you still have the, oh God, what's it going to be like afterwards? What do you go through when you make the decision? Yeah. I mean, um, you go through any surgery regardless. It doesn't matter what it is. You know, it can be something super small. It can be, you know, a shoulder surgery. Um, and you know, when you make the, the decision, you know, I mean, there, I, there's a few other people that I know have gone through something like this and it's always a little scary, but, um, you just gotta be patient with it. You know, the, when you make that decision, it's something you make for the long term, And, uh, that's, that's what me and my family did and the Orioles did. And, um, you know, glad I made it. Um, you know, obviously it always takes some time coming back from it. You know, it's always a little bit of a roller coaster. Um, and that's something you kind of got to expect. Um, but yeah, it's been, um, it's definitely been a little bit of a roller coaster, but it's been good. How do you handle the, the, the mental aspect of it, right? Like the, the, where you want to be in this process. And like the good news, of course, being that you're still a really young guy. Um, whereas other guys maybe go through this at like 25 or something and it really starts messing with them, but in handling your goals and where you wanted to be and level by level, is it difficult to pause and say, okay, I've got to, I've got to settle. I've got to recalibrate my expectations a little bit because I'm going to miss the, the better part of a season. Yeah, 100%. I mean, you know, coming out of high school, it's like, you know, as soon as I get drafted, I'm like, you know, let's freaking do this thing. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm ready to, I'm ready to pitch. I'm ready to face some good competition and showcase who I am. And obviously you kind of, when you run into a couple injuries, it's, um, you know, it definitely, it like sets you back and it's, it is tough mentally because, you know, you want to be out there playing and you see other people playing. Um, but you know, I think it's just, it's, uh, it's motivation. Um, you know, and it, you just, you can't let it, let it bog you down. You know, you just gotta, you gotta keep firing on all, all of cylinders and, and keep going. And, you know, that's part of it. You know, it's just, you gotta stay patient, keep grinding. Cause you know, you never know, you could, you could make one or two adjustments and, figure a couple things out, you know, along the way and um, become a lot better ball player from it. Yeah, Carter Baumler is with us. He's pitching for the uh, Solar Sox out in the Arizona Fall League. Um, Carter, I, I wonder if there was a moment when you got back, either, you know, at, at affiliate ball or out there in Arizona. Like, I know there was a seven strikeout game. Did you have a moment where you were like, all right, all's good? You know, like, all's everything's fine. I'm I'm still the guy that I always knew that I was. I nothing's gone wrong here. All all ships ahead. Did you have that type of moment? Yeah, um, I'd say a little bit. Um, we actually when when I was down in Florida before I came out here, um, I threw a couple um, live abs, both both three innings apiece on a Friday and Saturday, and um, we put some really good work in before getting down here with the Orioles, um, with some of the pitching coaches down there, and. Um, I think they put me in a really good spot before coming out here. And then obviously my first outing, um, went pretty well. Um, even though I was getting down in a few counts, you know, I ended up battling back a few times and had a few K's. Um, and I think that was kind of the point where it's like, you know, I haven't faced a ton of competition above, above low a, um, hmm. so, you know, getting out here and, you know, seeing that, you know, I can, I can dominate hitters when, when, uh, when I'm executing pitches and, you know, my stuff plays and plays well. So um, I think that was a pretty cool moment um, where it's like, you know what? Yeah, if, if, if we're feeling good, you know, we can go out there and we can do uh, we can do some some damage. I, gotta be, I hadn't thought about that aspect of being at the Fall League. Is it like you're facing hitters from basically every level, right? Like, and in a way, yeah. that almost has to build your confidence. Like, you get a couple of those guys out, you're like, dude, that's a double-A guy, that's a triple-A guy. Like, that, 
I, I hadn't even considered that aspect of the experience of the fall league is that like it could be even more beneficial confidence wise. Yeah, one hundred percent. And that was uh, that was part of the decision for the Orioles, you know, bringing me out here. It's uh, you know, I, I know that I can compete, you know, at a very high level. Um, and that was, you know, they, they wanted me to come out here and, you know, face some good competition that way. It's like, you know, I go into the off season with some good confidence and, you know, put some good work in before next year, you know, next year's a big year for me. So, um, yeah, I think that's, that was definitely a big factor in coming out here. Carter watching what happened throughout the organization over the course of the last, like, for, I mean, obviously when you arrived, you already knew like the, the, the moment was already, the, the tide was starting to turn clearly, but yeah. It, it ramped up and was almost on steroids this season, right? Like it was uh, – we didn't know that this was coming. What yeah. did it mean to you to see it? And and how much more exciting is – I know like y- your journey is going to be exciting no matter where you are, but knowing what could be ahead in the next couple of years and seeing how real the possibility of like the Orioles competing for a World Series is – how much did that strike you as you were working to get back this year? Yeah, it's it's just super exciting is what it is. You know, when I was uh, when I first got drafted in 20, you know, we had a fall instruction. I was able to, uh, you know, face some of those guys and and play with a few of them, you know, Gunner and Adley and, you know, Stowers and, you know, a few other people and, and uh, you know, playing with them and now seeing what they're doing in the show, you know, and seeing how, you know, the entire Orioles big league team has just, you know, turned things around and, you know, kind of caught everybody off guard um, this year. And, you know, obviously we had a really good chance this year, you know, just didn't play um, great for those three games against the Rangers. But um, I mean, yeah, it's just exciting because, you know, I know that, you know, in the next couple of years, two, three years, like, you know, when I get up there, it's, it's, uh, we're going to be competing and, you know, um, my role is going to play a big part. And, uh, yeah, it's just it's super exciting. It's it's really cool to see. You know, I I, I tune in for just about every game, um, or as many as I can, um, and it's just it's really cool to watch. Do Do you feel an amount of pressure in there? Like, do you feel an amount of you know I I am a pitcher that they wanted, and that they you know this isn't an organization that's drafted a ton of pitchers early, um, over the, since Michael Elias has arrived here. Is there an amount of pressure that you carry with that? As like you know, I, I feel like I have a significant responsibility to where it is that this team wants to get as a championship contender in the future. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, obviously the Orioles made an investment in me and I uh, continue to feel that um, every day, you know, just with, with how they treat, you know, me and, and it, pretty much every other pitcher, you know, it's like the Orioles just, they, they, they treat us very well and, you know, they expect a lot from us and, uh, you know, they, they invest their time, their effort and everything in, into us. So, um I think there, there needs to be pressure on anybody, you know, in a, in a position, um, you know, if you're a pitcher, position player, whatever, um, to go out there and perform. Um, so definitely. I guess I, I should have phrased it the, the way the first time, right? Like you, you go through the shoulder surgery after you had already been through like an injury and you'd already been through, was it, was it Tommy John the first time? Yeah. So like, is there any, like, do you ever feel sorry for yourself in the part? Do you ever go through like a, holy f why me man <laughs> like do you go through any of that it's... yeah i mean it's uh it's definitely like damn like <laughs> what right. the heck happened like that happened quick you know but uh I, I think you know in times where it's like i can kind of feel that that 
that kind of thought coming on, it's like, you know what, you know, I, I just got to trust in, in the Lord and okay. um, understand that this stuff happens for a reason. You know, there's a plan in place and, you know, I'm just one of the, one of the chess pieces and someone else is, uh, is kind of moving me around and they got a plan for me. So um, I just put my trust and in, in worry and in, in Christ and, you know, that's about it. I, I don't want to, you know, be dismissive because I, I, I obviously your faith clearly stands out in that. But are there are there other people that you've turned to like during this when you've gone through, you know, whatever self-doubt or pity or whatever it is? Have there been other people that have helped you along in the process? One hundred percent. We have a really good, um, good coaching staff, um, you know, close with my parents, you know, talking to my dad um, and, you know, when things get a little tough um definitely helps and uh we also have a really good um good amount of teammates that you know we can turn to and and talk about this stuff because you know it's not just me going through things you know there's a lot of other people going through stuff it doesn't matter what level they're at um you know it can be the big leagues it can be rookie ball you know it can be just down in florida rehab and whatever um so there's a lot of people to turn to and talk about this stuff and you know, how to deal with injury, how to deal with anything. So, uh, yeah, we just got a good group of guys that we can turn to. I, I still assume it's got to be better to dealing with it at your age, right? Like, I still got to think that it's better now than, like, get it all out of the way and then mm-hmm. and then cruise, right? Get to the big leagues and then just cruise moving forward. This, this is it. You can't – how much yeah. bad luck can you have injury-wise, right? Like, you've got to get it all out of the way at this point. Yeah, one hundred percent. I mean, there's there's guys that are older than me that are going through stuff, and they're yeah. they're in a really tough position. So obviously, you know, I feel blessed. Where it's like, you know, let's get this stuff out of the way way early. Let's let's learn my lessons that I need to learn, and you know, continue God's plan and and move forward from it. Um, so you know, in, in a part, yeah, I do feel a little little blessed that I'm getting this stuff out of the way early, and definitely helps me in a high school pick. You know, with uh, yep. you know having a little time on my hands and. Um, you know, we don't have to, we don't have to rush, you know, certain things and, uh, we can come back and learn the most. All right. Uh, Carter Baumler with us from out in Arizona where he's playing with the uh, solar socks in the fall league. Uh, let's get the important stuff. How's the, the velocity sitting where, where are you at at this point? Are, are you completely back? I know you were in the mid nineties at one point where are you at at this point? Um, yeah, I mean, since I've been out here, um, average velo has been around like 92 and a half, you know, pretty much 94 every, every start. So, um, yeah, it's been good. Happy with it. Yeah. I, li- I like that. Had, did, when, were you able to spend time like working on your repertoire at all? Or do you have to like just pretty much focus on like getting back, building back up the arm strength and then we'll worry about that come the spring? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, we've, um, I feel like we've, we've definitely made some good strides, um, when it comes to, uh, working on my, my cutter slutter. Um, and, uh, that pitch is, that is the first time I've heard, I've heard a lot of terms. I gotta be honest with you. I had not heard slutter, heard slutter yet. Is that a common one now? Yeah. It's kind of like, uh, you know, it's just like kind of between like a gyro slider and a cutter. Okay. Um, yeah, I kind of like, I'll call it a cutter just because you don't. You don't have. You don't happen to have a baseball lying around, do you? You don't happen to have. Um, I do inside. I'm sitting outside on the porch right oh, now. Oh man, I was gonna see if we could have you show it to us. Yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty much just like a little bit more than a cutter. Okay. So, yeah, um, definitely. Um, is that made one? Some good is, is that something that you brought with you, or is that something that you learned um, in the system? Um, so I started throwing it last year a little okay. bit. Um, and uh, I, I wasn't executing it well. And um, I think this year, like, 
you know, going through the rehab, um, definitely kind of learned how to use it and throwing it in game a little bit more, um, you know, kind of having a few different scenarios and locations I can throw it to um, and just working on that. I mean, it's definitely been a pitch that's helped me out a ton so far, cool. um, which has been sweet. Um, and obviously my curveballs, you know, that's kind of always been something that's been there for me. And um, I think it's a pitch I naturally throw pretty well and um, change up. We've been we've been adding in quite a bit more. Um, and we've been, uh, using it pretty well. You're out there in Arizona. How much golf have you been able to get in? <laughs> That's funny. Uh, it's yeah, we've be been, uh, bro, like, come on. We've, got, <laughs> we've been out to get, or we've been able to get out a few times. Um, it's, it's good. We have a couple of teammates and a couple other kids from, uh, other organizations that like to golf too. So, uh, we've been out to get, or we've been able to get out a little bit. Have you, um, walk me through, have you been spending time, like, you know, you mentioned some of the other guys from the system. I know, um, Peaks out there, right? And, uh, TT Bowens. Have you, who, who have you been able to connect with? Who did you know ahead of time? What's that been like trying to get to know maybe some of the other guys within the system? Yeah. I mean, pretty much everybody who's out here right now, other than I think, um, Billy and John, um, have been, have rehabbed at some point this year. Um, okay. so pretty much I knew everybody before, obviously I knew Billy and John before too. Um, so we, I mean, we were all pretty close and, and knew each other before coming out here. So it's been, it's been good. You know, we've been able to hang out and, and you know, watch football or do whatever. So That's cool, uh, it's been, yeah, it's been good. That's cool. Who's the, who's the, um, <clears throat> who's the Mark? Who's the guy that we always ask this, uh, everybody throughout the system, who's the guy that thinks that they're a good golfer, but like, you know, you're taking money off of whenever you guys go out. Oh, man. Um, you know, I haven't put a bunch of money down um, golfing yet. I mean, okay. there's, there's a couple of people that I was rehabbing with down in Florida that I could maybe say that about. Um, but, you know, I oh, haven't put any oh, money down. Oh, oh, please, please tell us. Please. T- this is this is the type of stuff we love getting on guys about this. Please tell me. Oh, who Trey Nordman. Trey Nordman. Yeah, really? He's, a, uh, he's yeah. He's a um, reliever from from Lipscomb, and uh, I think he thinks he's a little bit better than he actually is. So, <laughs> if I were to put some money down, I put some money down against him. I love that. I love that. Uh, you mentioned hanging out and watching football. I asked this question from the bottom of my heart: Are you a hardcore Iowa football fan? Yeah, you know, I was actually thinking Dude. about and wondering if you'd bring this up. Dude. You know, we had a tough weekend. D- a tough we a weekend. Tough. A tough, tough. weekend. <laughs> two yards in the second half. Two. Yeah. And then obviously yeah. the uh, the punt return thing. Are you yeah. – the, are, okay, do you delight in the sicko nature of being an Iowa football fan? Like, do you delight in the, oh, no, hell yeah, we're watching 15 punts today – I am I am yeah. all in for it, or is it infuriating? But it's in your blood, so there's nothing you can do about it. Well, it definitely helps that I was a punter in high school and um, okay. definitely enjoy punting. So I mean, you know, I can en- I can enjoy that. I can respect watching some punts, but uh, yeah, in terms of watching that offense, it's uh, it's pretty hard. <laughs> you know, when Caitlin Clark goes out there and puts. Puts up thirty six and Kinnick and they won't you know, do it all season. They, they won't do it all up. year. <laughs> More than twenty. Uh, it's tough. Oh man, what a scene that was! By the way, when they did the exhibition at the stadium, man, that was that yeah. was electric, dude. She is, she's yeah. a hell of a player, man. My God, she's good. Yeah, she is, and she's been like that her entire life. 
That's, Nothing's changed. That's cool. Do, do you know her? Yeah, we we uh, I grew up with her. We went oh, to school. Oh, that's cool, for man. Together. Did you did you yeah. ever get to play against her? Like, did you ever like go out and 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 try to take a shot and get embarrassed by her? Um. Yeah. Actually, in eighth grade, she uh, she nutmegged me and then <laughs> um, scored an easy layup on me. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, she's embarrassed me a couple times. That's awesome, though, dude. Like, that's <laughs> hang on. But now you've got a story, right? <laughs> like, yeah. now. Yeah, I mean, she actually grew up playing um, boys basketball for like the first like five or six years, and she was the best player on the team. Dude, so. <laughs> dude, yeah. that's cool. Though. I mean, like, God, she's ridiculous. It's absolutely like she's got. It's not even Steph Curry range. Like, she's inventing range. You're just like, how? How is she? What's, yeah what she's doing is just i mean it's totally di like different than than what's been going on in the past i mean she's changing the game all right so i i did not know that you guys that's really cool man that's how'd you handle the national championship game though like what, what was it if we had been with you while you were watching it like would would we maybe have said i'm not sure that we're ever going to be able to watch a game of carter again yeah that was um I think I, I said a few words I probably shouldn't have, and uh, that was definitely tough to watch. And you, I mean, you just you kind of you hate to see it, um, but I mean, obviously I, Iowa had a great season, so yeah. you, you still got to respect that. And uh, you know what, Caitlin, and what the what the entire Iowa team did is, uh, you know, some would say Iowa's a women's basketball school now. That's a you know, it's a wild way to think about it, but dude, when you're that good, I mean, Maryland women's basketball was good for a long time too, so we have felt that here a good mm -hmm. bit. Um, I just I'm thinking too. You say you you were a punter. Of course, we know Adley was a kicker. So who would be like the return man if we put together like a special teams unit of just play people within the Orioles system? Um, as far as a like a re punt returner, or a yeah, kick returner, yeah, it might have to be oh Enrique Bradfield, right? Like he'd probably be the good option. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we got yeah. a we got a little a special teams unit working at this point. We yeah. got the whole crew. Yeah. I don't know who would be the ideal choice for long snapper in this situation, though. I'd have to think about that. Um, I don't know if anybody's got any history. Yeah, I don't even. It feels like. I'm not. Yeah, I got nothing there. We'll we'll keep working on it. We'll keep trying to put together this unit. Uh, yeah. Carter Baumler, it's great to catch up with you, man. If people are you, do you use social at all? Um, I use Twitter a little bit. Um, Instagram not as much anymore. Yeah. Um, just because I don't know. I just feel like instagram you can just kind of waste a lot of time on it but right. uh um so i don't even i don't have the app downloaded right now so if somebody sends me something i i might miss it are you, um are, are you even on tiktok because dude if you think you've wasted time on instagram like you better stay no, that heck off of tiktok uh, you better stay I downloaded TikTok like over covid for a couple weeks and yeah it was i was just wasting time dude it so is i haven't, I haven't downloaded it or I haven't had it since. That's the best. It's I. I can only imagine how much better your life is now that you've like social media detoxed. Like I can only imagine how much more pleasant your days are than those of us that are still wading into the cesspool on a day-to-day -day basis. It's oh. yeah. I mean, I, I still fall into the trap and can spend a little time on Twitter. Um, but uh, gosh, I'm, I've honestly even been just thinking about just getting rid of my phone and just getting a flip phone like uh, <laughs> like Brandon. Young. <laughs> I'm all in, bro. I'm so all yeah. in on that. If you do want to follow him, uh, at Carter Baumler on Twitter and at Carter underscore Baumler on Instagram. 
Uh, happy yeah. for you as you're getting back out there. Can't wait to talk to you again next year and uh, see a full season as you continue to make strides towards the bigs. Carter Baumler, really appreciate you taking the time for us this morning, man. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, this was this was a lot of fun. Looking forward to doing more. What a cool story, man. Carter Baumler grew up with uh, Caitlin Clark and got nutmegged by her on the basketball floor once and was just sort of like, okay, yeah, that girl, that girl can play. And we all know that's the case. Jesus, Caitlin Clark. It's a cool thing. We're only a couple weeks away from basketball season starting again. And we're going to have those nights in our lives. I don't know why someone with a lot of money didn't come through to coordinate uh, Iowa LSU early season matchup this year. That would have been very yeah. good for basketball, uh, for the sports world in general. Would have been nice in like one of these Tuesday nights in the coming weeks after the World Series ends for us to have had an Iowa-LSU game to look forward to. That would have been really cool, but mm, it is what it is. just feel like that would have been a great opportunity. Uh, trying to see when this, if Iowa comes to Maryland this year. Oh, indeed. February 3rd. It feels like a day where I will probably have. Let me see if I got anything. February 3rd. What day of the week? Of course, Angel Reese is playing in Baltimore this year at Cotton State. I definitely intend to go to that. And then February 3rd. Oh, I don't have a game schedule on February 3rd. We're going. We're going. (laughs) We're doing it up. We're doing Iowa-Maryland. We can see both Caitlin Clark and Angel Reese this season. Um. Yeah, very cool stuff. Appreciate Carter Baumler taking the time for us this morning. Speaking of college basketball, a lot of college basketball preview content in this print issue of Pressbox, which is available right now at your neighborhood Royal Farms, any of the hundreds of locations around town where you find Pressbox, but uh, conversations with college basketball players from every men's and women's program within the state. Go find it right now. Uh, Jameer Young featured in that from Maryland. Alonso Faure from Loyola, Dion Brown from UMBC, Christian May from Towson, Lavender Briggs from Maryland as well, all featured in this uh, college basketball roundup. You can go pick that up in the print issue of Press Box, available for free at your neighborhood Royal Farm store, any of the hundreds of locations around town. Read it all at PressBoxOnline.com as well, if you would prefer that great cover story from Todd Karpovich about the uh, survivors, the position players from the Dan Duquette regime that stuck around and were a big part of the Orioles' turnaround. Austin Hayes, Cedric Mullins, Anthony Santander, and Ryan Mountcastle. There was not a lot of sports at uh, Trivia last night. In fact... So why'd you... So yes, No point in you being there. Uh, we actually did really is. well. We had okay. So last night was a little bit weird. Did you guys win? Uh, t- half of our team was missing. Mm. So there's four of us. John Proctor is now like not really on the team anymore because John Proctor took a gig hosting trivia at another location. So we're down Damn. to three of us, which is problematic to begin with. Um, uh, uh, our buddy Dan went out to the the big rock and roll festival in Vegas that I passed on because the Orioles. I was hoping gotta be playing. But what you're saying is you might need a little help. Oh, you think you can give us a boost? Uh, I mean, yeah. If you I think, think so. you have something to offer, yeah, we, why not? We, we, I like this is the <laughs> here's the problem, right? I've got the sports thing covered. We've got movies covered. We've got music covered. Our biggest areas of need are like general knowledge. Our biggest areas of need are. I'm very generally knowledged. Colson, you're. At, I thought you played trivia. I thought you had a trivia team. No. Not this year. 
Uh, huh. Well, if you, if we could use you on Mondays. <laughs> we, I pulled, I pulled out like literally a friend of mine from high school, who I haven't seen. Well, I mean, I said, I've seen her every now and then, and we stayed in touch, but we just hadn't gotten together in a long. So it was very cool. But we, I saw her at the trivia playoffs last year, playing for another team. And so when we were looking for people, I reached out and I was like, "Hey." And she and her mom came and played with us, and it was great. Mm. And we were tied for first going into the final. Oh, we botched this big time. Do you guys ever win? Um, we win sometimes. <laughs> yeah, we win sometimes. I mean, we make the playoffs every year. I mean, right, like, right, We've made right. the World Series the last couple of seasons. World like, Series. yeah. But Jeremy won. J- Jeremy's team won the World Series. I'm still not happy about that. Um, so the final last night was what company that was created in America but then moved to Japan launched in 1972 is now owned by a French company was a a leader in their field there's so many that come to mind and the name is taken from the Japanese word for to aim at a target um Understand? You know it? You know it? Yeah. Hey, wait, 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 hang on. So come yeah, in, come yeah. in, come in. Let let Griffin think about it for a second. I mean, I, 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 I mean, the ja- the Japanese term is to it's to hit a target. Is, is it Rakuten? Ja- it is not Rakuten. Oh. Uh, John Proctor, when I sent it to him, guessed that as well. It is not Rakuten. Okay. Oh no, he guessed. What did Proctor guess? We got this, which is wild because none of us knew, and we were all just like dumbfounded. We're just sitting there running through. It's not a car, is we're it? We're literally going through like Yokohama, Yamaha, yeah. Kawasaki. Like we're going through all of these names before we finally, we finally figured it out. It took us a little while, but we got there, dude. We were going through everything, like Hyundai. We were going through Toyota. Uh, Proctor yeah. guessed again. It was it started in 1972. He guessed Konami, which is incorrect. The way we got there is because I threw out Nintendo. Oh. I threw it out, and my buddy Brad was like, dude, Nintendo's actually been around. You're not going to believe this. They've been around longer than 1972. I'm like, doing what? And then he, I looked at him. I said, well, could it be Atari? Mm. And he looks back at me, and he's like, that would have been right around when Atari would have started. And then my friend Laura, who played with us last night, was like, well, and also think about it, like, one of the first Atari games was Pong, which is kind of about a target, right? Yeah. Like, And so we all talked ourselves into that being the answer, but because we weren't confident in we it, bet much. we wagered seven points. Mm. The team we were tied with wagered 15, <sighs> got it, and they won. So we finished in second last night. I was disappointed about that. But quite the journey to yes, get to yeah, the answer. Yeah, well done, well done. Really, this is why you do trivia. This is the fun part about yeah. playing trivia, right, is doing that type of stuff. Yeah, we were rolling last night. Um, what uh, Do you know – this one was a fun Doubt one. <laughs> this No, this one, was, this one was a fun one. What band features the people Paul Hewson, uh, Lawrence Mullen, Adam Clayton, and I forget the fourth name. I forget the fourth one. Hang on. Paul Hewson. Sounds familiar. Lawrence Mullen, Adam Clayton, and uh, hang on. I don't know. And the, David Evans is the fourth. The Rolling Stones. That would be you too, because Paul uh, Hewson's name is also Bono. Uh, oh, also that's why I knew. As, that's why I recognize that name. Yeah, because yeah, his daughter's an actress now. Yeah. We were just talking about it a couple weeks ago. Uh, so that was a good one. Yeah, the only sports question from trivia. But if you want to play, I'm all for it. I want you to know, I'm all for it. I just need a little bit of general knowledge. I yeah, need yeah. you. We really struggle with Shakespeare. We get our ass kicked. 
We are not great at literature. That was what was nice about having Laura there last night. It's like she was a huge boost in literature. Mm. Um, we're not great on uh, like African geography, and we always get one of those. South American geography, we're not so hot at. Like American geography. Well, these are categories I can study. Oh, Colson, yeah. come back in here. Come back in here for a second. This one, I, I did not know this. There are two counties in Maryland that do not have an incorporated city or town. Can you name the two counties in Maryland? And I always get on people about Maryland geography things. Two counties in Maryland with no incorporated city or town. Mm, Washington, Washington yeah. County? It's a pretty good guess. And um, would it also be out that direction? Uh, I think it's one of those little, like, yeah, eastern somewhere. shore down on the... Queen it, no. No. Um, can't, no. Hold on. How hard mm-hmm. is it to incorporate it? Hold town? on. Incorporated mm-hmm. city or town? I'm Why? It's not Baltimore County, is it? <laughs> Why? I don't know if Towson's, um, like, incorporated or not. I don't think Towson has so a government. Our guesses, I'm, I'm going, going go, with Baltimore I'm County go th- and Washington County. I'm so going to go Wicomico. Our guesses were Somerset and St. Mary's, right? Those okay. were our guesses. You are correct, sir. Baltimore County has no incorporated city or town. There's wow. no Catonsville It just dawned on me there's no mayor. No all I had to figure out was there's no mayor. Mills government. There's no mayor there's of Towson. No, yep. That's all I had. I, I went, huh. There's no mayor of And Towson. the other one also shook me, Howard County. See, Howard I figured County, Columbia was, think so. was incorporated. I've botched this now twice with Columbia because last week the question was, yeah, it is Columbia because name the county seat of Howard County. And I said Columbia. Got and it's spend more time in Howard County. It's Clarksville. Ele- Ellicott City. Ellicott City, yeah. Ellicott City okay. is the county Oh, I knew that actually. Yeah, I lived right there. Those are the two counties in Maryland. Did anyone get that? No, uh, one team got it. One team knew immediately, walked it right up. This is one of those you either know or you don't yeah. type. Yeah. And everybody else is doing the same bit we were doing. St. What Mary's? are the small, like, yeah. I'm like, is St. Mary's City really big enough for it to be an incorporated? Yeah, no. You know, like it we're was, all doing that bit when the makes answer, total for sense. whatever goofy reason, is Baltimore and Howard County. So either you know or you don't. You can't do the work to get yourself there. You either know that or you don't. It's I thought very, about it, but it didn't. I, yeah. I pa- well, and it's because the Rouse Company built Columbia. And Basically, I sort of right. Think, well, they literally yeah. did. And, yeah. and, and I, I figured, you know, they must have set up some sort of government, but I guess not. Nope. Oh, well. nope. Everybody reminds me of that every time I talk about because Columbia is massive now. And everybody's like, yeah, you realize Columbia like didn't exist. It was built by the Rouse Like It was not a thing. And now it's giant. It's overwhelming. But it did not exist not all that long ago. Um, I got to get the wording for this question because it was the only the only sports question of the night. I admittedly would have only gone two out of three. Um, this this NHL trio just broke the record, the American sports record for the longest tenured group of three teammates damn wow um, the funny thing is i would have only gotten two out of three but again my friend laura this is the funny thing about being the sports person she would not she actually has always been a sports fan too we always like to talk is about it, is it a, are they penguins i'll tell you they are penguins yes, yes. all right so sid yes i have no idea who the other two well are the second penguins. one i feel like you should have gotten the if you if you know who plays with the penguins um 
I, I don't. I don't know. Really? For the Penguins. I don't Getting think... Malkin? Really? No, yeah, I wouldn't have gotten. Really? I was not going to get that. All right, that one's surprising. The third one, I did not know. She had to tell me who the third one was. She's um, actually a, a Penguins fan. That, that, that would make it's sense. the only reason why. Tr- Tristan Jari. No. It is <laughs> Chris Letang. Chris oh, Letang man. is the okay. third one. Yeah, who I had totally forgotten wow. about. I How didn't realize long... Chris Letang was still there. I know. Uh, 18th season together. Wow. Breaking the record held by... And I tell some, you, some New York Yankees. Yes, by some New York Yankees. One hundred percent. Lou Gehrig. Not Lou no. Gehrig. Not Lou Gehrig. More, more recent. More recent. Yes. Mariano Rivera. Yes. Derek Jeter. Yes. Uh, Andy Pettit. Not no. Andy Pettit. Uh, uh, Posada. Yes, Jorge really? Posada. Okay. That was the trio that previously held the record of seventeen years together. So how about um, that? How about that? That was the only sports question of trivia last night, and I didn't even get it right. Thankfully, I knew a lot of other things with trivia last night. I knew uh, what the definition of staccato was. We got a music question. Uh, I can't remember what. Shorten. Yeah, it was like what 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 music term means to shorten or there was another phrase. You 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 were able to pull staccato. And I was like, I was like, well, staccato is like this, so that would be shortened. And we thought about it for a second, and we were down. Like it was like the last question of the round, so we only had our one point wager. So we're like, let's just go with it. we got that one right. There was another one that I pulled out last night out of nowhere. Glenn Clutch Clark, yeah. Yeah, I had a. It was a weird. We were all kind of on our money on the game on our game last night. We all had. It was a. It was a good solid team effort last so, yeah. night. So John, yeah, you're not coming back actually. Yeah, <laughs> f you. John afterwards was, like, and we actually joked about it. We're like John would have totally had his wager fifteen on the final. He would have been like, ah, who cares? It's <laughs> trivia. Let's go for it. I'm like, what are we doing? <laughs> And while I'm thinking about we're only eight points in front of the team that's behind us, so if we get it wrong, we want to make sure we stay in second. And he'd be like, "Ah, what are we doing?" So, and that, but we did ask what the tiebreaker question was, and it was like, "What's the what year was the leader of Slovakia born?" And um, yeah, I, yeah, 1963. It was. It was. She's young. Oh. She's young. She's like my age. So 1983. Yes. Now I don't know if it was exactly 83, <laughs> but it was something like that. All right, very good. Let's get a tidbit. Tidbit is brought to you. That could have been tidbit. That, uh, that yeah, little the, note uh, about the Penguins and the Yankees. I, I did not know. I, I didn't know that at all. I wonder what the... And I only would have gotten the two out of three. Uh, tidbit is brought to you today by your local Toyota dealer and by a Toyota.com. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a range of models and trim lines, so you can choose the perfect Tacoma to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals and new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. Um. All right. Sorry. I thought I might be able to find it quickly. I was not able to. So there have been. What do you? Lo- oh, okay. I was gonna see if I could find like the second and third long or the third. And oh, of the, so the trios. Yeah, trios. Need more research. Um, there have been two postseason series. We did talk about this earlier. All time where the road team won all seven games. Of course, the 2019 World Series and now the 2023 ALCS. And the Astros were on the losing side of both of, both of those series. Justin, this is I didn't even think about this. This is the first time since 2016 the Astros or the Dodgers won't be involved in the World Series. Wow. Yeah, think yeah. about that. Good. Right. Good. Yeah, I'm not I'm not <laughs> opposed to it. Great. Uh the Rangers, they lost 102 games in 2021. They are now the fifth team all time to reach the World Series within two years of losing one hundred games. Can you name no, it's gonna happen the again most next recent? year though? Uh, could could yeah. happen this year. Could have. Could, could be two. No, could've the D-backs. Been. Oh, Maybe. the Dimebacks for two? Wow, that's remarkable. They lost 100 games in 2021. Okay, so, so say it again. What are you asking? Uh, let's. Could you name the most recent team to, to get do this? To, to the World Series two, two years, years after losing 100 yes. games? Because the other ones weren't in your lifetime. So The Cubs? No. 
No. Cleveland. Not Cleveland. The Rays? 2018. Yeah. The Rays, yes. Uh, and then also the 1969 Miracle Mets, 67 Red Sox, 1914 Braves. Oh, I was going to guess the 1914 no, Braves. Specifically no. the 1914 yes. Braves. D-backs could be the sixth team if they uh, if they pull it what off tonight. That? Phillies will play their first game seven in franchise history tonight. And what is really? their... Yep. And, well, so I guess you, they used to have, like, the best of nine. But, like, in a seven-game yeah. series, this yeah. is their first game seven in what is their 14th. Uh, series, 14th best of seven series in franchise history. Um, the D-backs will be playing in their second. They were, they're, so the fr- the Philly franchise has been around since 1883, and this will be the first time they play a game is, seven. That is wild. D-backs, of course, came in in the... They won, uh, the, they won the 2001 World Series in a game seven. Mm-hmm. And so they've been around only since 1998. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are four other... Wait, let me count right. Yeah, four other franchises to not play a game seven. I mean, we are just purely guessing now. I mean, Seattle. Seattle, yes. Milwaukee? Not Milwaukee. Haven't played a game seven. Uh, We know the Marlins did because they won the 97 World Series in game seven. How about... We know the Orioles did because it didn't go their way. Um, we know the Nationals did because they won the World Series in Game Seven. We know the Angels did because they won the World Series in Game Seven. There's a team with very little playoff uh, history. The Rockies. Yes, the yeah, Rockies. Yeah, the Rockies. The Rockies have not played. They've only played in two seven-game series ever. Yeah, well, they and they swept one of them, and then they were swept in the yeah. other one. They swept the NLCS against the Diamondbacks. They were swept by the Red Sox in the World Series. The other two are pretty surprising. The other two because they've been around for a long time. Yeah. Uh, the Tigers. Not the Tigers. Close, though. Kind of. When you Min- well, no, Minnesota's definitely played in the game Not Minnesota. Seven. We know because they got a walk-off. Um, the White Sox? The White Sox have never played a game seven. Yeah. And then a West Coast team. The Athletics? Not the Athletics. The Padres. The Padres, the Padres have never yeah. played a Game 7. They got swept in the World Series. Yeah, that's actually, you know what? All those make sense. Lamar Jackson entered the third quarter yesterday with a 158.3, a perfect passer rating. Um, if it had held, it would have been his third career game with a perfect passer rating, which would be tied for the most by any player. Um, can you name the one, two, three, the four players that have had three games with a perfect passer rating? Mahomes. No. Not yet. Stinks. Yeah. Rogers. No. Manning. Which one? Peyton. Yes. Peyton. Uh, Kurt Warner. Kurt Warner. Yes. And the third would be. When when did they start doing quarterback ratings? Um. Well, go this, back the, the, the stat retro- says since they, at least 1950. So they so, retro- did they yeah. retroactively do yeah. some? Montana? Not Montana, but the other two are, you know, modern quarterbacks. Not active, but modern. Okay, but I don't know what you mean by modern, because I consider Joe Montana to be a modern quarterback. Okay, since 2000. Since 2000. It's a little bit more than just modern. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It seems like it's impossible because he throws through so damn much, but I'll say Roethlisberger. Ben Roethlisberger had Like, how in the world, when you're throwing... Thrice occasions. When you're choosing... Like, he's just choosing to throw the ball 68 times in a game. Um... Rivers? Not Philip Rivers. 
Ryan? Not Matt Ryan. It's a, it's a trick because it's Eli Manning? No. <laughs> Since 2000. Since 2000. I guess he came in in 90, yeah, 99, but he like wasn't a starter until 2000, 2001. Came in in 99. Came in in 99. He's the, like, the one quarterback you have not named. Brady? Tom Brady had three perfect passer ratings in his career. And that came from Tony Holtzman Escarino. Okay, Twitter. so every time he got close, then he was perfect. Then. Yeah. All right. So Manning. I mean, I'm Brady, only Kurt. I'm only surprised about that because of the stat we saw about Lamar Jackson matching Tom Brady for the most career 155 passer rating right. games. So like that means that the the times that he got yeah. the 155, he what, finished with a perfect. What rating. knocked down Lamar's rating? So if he entered the third quarter, uh, like what was the one pass? Because he ended up with yeah. a 155. I don't know. I don't have that. I don't have that answer. Do you want know. another one, or are we good? We're good. Okay. We're good. All we right. can wrap right. up. We can wrap up. All right. Uh, Tubular brought to you by. Superbook Sports, Superbook.com. Download the Superbook app. Use the code GlennClark23 when you sign up, and you will receive up to $250 in a same-day first bet match, win or lose. Updated NFL MVP odds. Lamar Jackson, 6-1, to one, fourth choice. By the way, Brock Purdy is still fifth. <laughs> they didn't hear you. Sure. Mahomes, the leader in the clubhouse, followed by Tua, still despite a uh, rough effort, four to one. Jalen uh, Mahomes is two twenty-five. Um, Tua is plus four hundred. Hertz plus six hundred. Oh, Hertz and Lamar are tied, so they're actually both the third choice. And then Brock Purdy, not I wouldn't make that bet. Brock Purdy and Josh Allen nine to one. Trevor Lawrence sixteen to one. Christian McCaffrey twenty to one, and Jared Goff twenty to one as well. Sure, Tyree Kill forty to one. I feel like he should have. I like I I like like if you wanted to go really wild if you wanted to be a gremlin I would I would throw a couple bucks on Tyree Kill just for fun at forty to one, but uh, that's available right now at Superbook.com. Use that code GlennClark23. Get up to two hundred fifty dollars same day first bet match win or lose Superbook.com or the Superbook app. Tonight game seven as the NLCS. Who's going to face the Rangers? Who's going to be in Arlington on Friday night for Game One of the World Series? Diamondbacks send Brandon Fott to the mound, who's been great in the postseason. Ranger Suarez goes for the Phillies, who's been very good too. Game seven tonight on TBS at uh, 8 o'clock. Um, NBA season does indeed get underway on TNT. Lakers Nuggets, 7.30. Suns Warriors at 10. Uh, BTN Plus, I don't know why they're playing a non-conference game this late in the season, but Navy and Maryland in soccer action tonight at 7 o'clock. Nice. Very weird. Nice. It's just a very weird very late season non-conference game. Uh, the Capitals play at 6 o'clock. ESPN is doing hockey triple headers now, apparently, on Tuesdays. Well, today is they're doing every team in action. But for what reason? I don't know. They're trying to compete with the NBA, I guess. Like This it is the NBA's opening night, so it makes this makes is like the no, worst night yeah, to do it. Yeah, it makes no sense whatsoever. Uh, Maple, somebody, yeah, Maple Leafs Capitals at 6 o'clock, then Bruins Blackhawks at 8.30. Flyers Golden Knights. I think Knights. they're doing the staggered thing where it's literally every 15 minutes a new game will be... We'll be we'll be kicking off. That's fine, but ESPN is showing those three games. But what I don't get is they have an East Eastern Conference team playing at eleven o'clock. What teams? What the uh, Flyers are playing the Golden Knights at eleven o'clock. <laughs> Why wouldn't you just take two God. West Coast teams and say, "Hey, you're gonna play. We want to do this goofy bit. We're gonna have a game at eleven o'clock, so you play in it." Flyers and somebody, somebody, Kings. I, I saw somebody. I think it was a tweet, and somebody was like, "I feel like in 15 minutes, I can make a better NHL season schedule." So weird than what man. they did. Like, I would take more than two weeks off between the end of the season and the start of the season. 
I'd maybe take like I don't know three weeks between the two is something that I would do. It's a very weird thing. I have no idea what that's all about, but it's happening. And if you want to, if you're uh, all about that hockey, then you can check all it out. Some uh, college football tonight: CBS Sports Network, New Mexico State, Louisiana Tech at seven; ESPNU, Liberty, Western Kentucky at seven thirty; USA for WWE Monday Night Raw tonight at eight. Anything non-sports wise? Uh, what are we on Tuesday? Welcome to Wrexham. I do course. love me some Wrexham. New episodes of 10. On Netflix, a new docu-series called Get Gotti, which is like kind of documenting the trial of like the FBI trying to obviously indict uh, John Gotti. Looks looks pretty good. Um, on Prime Video, Hot Potato, the story of the Wiggles documentary. If you want to learn a little, little bit more about the Wiggles. I, I've been dying yeah. to have some more information about the Wiggles. Nate, heck? your boy, Nate Bar. Is there a big? Is there a big like controversy? No, no. It looks like it's a very like you know very family friendly, oh. feel good documentary. Yeah, I know. No. Like then I was. That's what I was waiting yeah, for. If there was, was some like, like crazy controversy like, related to the Wiggles, like hot what? potato, bad potato, right? something like that. Yeah. yeah. I'm no, all in. no. Yeah, it's just a happy, happy go lucky. Could you uh, imagine? <laughs> yeah. I don't even want to say it out loud. <laughs> Uh, your boy Nate Bar- Bargatze, right? His, I think it's Bargatze. I don't even know. That's the funny. I think it's Bargatze. He's on Seth Meyers. Oh, Bargatze. He's on Bar-Ga- Seth Meyers. Bargatze. We should know this. It's, it's He's very famous. Night. It's comedian night on late well, nights. Jim the, Gaffigan's on They Colbert. only have so many options of who they can put on these shows right now. Talking Heads will be tomorrow on Colbert. They're okay, making it they're up. Making that yeah. up. How do we pronounce Nate How do we pronounce Nate Bargatze? Nate. What has he been in? Is he just? He's not. He's a comedian. He's just a comedian. He's a stand-up, and he's great. I mean, like, every time his stuff pops up on like TikTok or TikTok, yeah, TikTok, TikTok, or TikTok or Facebook, I end up spending a lot of time with it. Okay, I recognize this. Okay, he's he's great. He's he did a whole bit the other day about football where he was like, um, yeah, you should do it. What you should do the bit? Do the. I don't know. You pull it up because it's funny. See if you can find Nate Bar uh, Nate Bargatze. Let me see if I can find it. Football joke. Watching football. football Let's joke. see if this is the one. Let's see if this is the one. Super Bowl oh, 55. Okay, this is great. All right, this is great. Do you have it? It's on Facebook. Yeah, I'm on yeah. the Facebook one. Yeah, yeah, This is very funny. And it's only 45 seconds. I don't think we'll get kicked off the internet for it. We... I was watching a football game, and I'm sitting on my couch, and I was going to get something to drink out of the refrigerator. Right when I get up, one guy, one team kicked off to the other team. And before I could get back, the guy ran a 100-yard kickoff return. And I missed it. The guy ran 100 yards before I could get three to maybe four yards. <laughs> that guy also had 11 people really trying not to let him run 100 yards. I, had, I didn't even have an ottoman in my way. It was wide open. That's, that's Nabar Gatsi. He's very, he's very funny. He's very funny. Man. And you were sold. You saw that one, and you were sold. I mean, I've seen tons yeah. of his. I've seen a lot. That was just one that I hadn't seen before. I saw the other day. Like I've seen tons of his stuff. He's very funny, oh, man. Still doing slime. I don't know what that is. Just What's auto, that? no, just like the autoplay. It's a uh, slime video. People playing with you, slime. If you say so. I, I got nothing on that. All right, very good. Thanks today to Mike Martz. Thanks also to Carter Baumler. Thanks to Joe Serpico. Wes Brown joined us for our first episode of County Sports Zone Radio. We'll get all of it up in the greatest hits section of the... Oh, my God, it's so good. ...tab at glennclarkradio.com. A uh, quick reminder before we plug tomorrow, uh, the Baltimore County Police Department this Saturday. Hiring and community event. You can go through all the steps of the hiring process, written test, agility test, application, all of it, or... 
if that's you're like, dude, I'm not. It's not for me. I'm not ready to become a Baltimore County police officer. No problem. They still want you there because it's a community event, including a trunk or treat. Very nice, safe atmosphere for your kids to get their costumes on, go around, get some candy this Saturday for the Baltimore County Police Department. 410-887-5542 or join BaltimoreCountyPD.com is the website. All right. Um, tomorrow, anything? Drew will be here. Oh, God. That's worse than... Sorry, okay. It's enough that you don't have anything like good lined up. We'll talk to, the, we'll talk to Roland We could have just been like, oh, Roland Lazenby about the Magic Johnson book that I've definitely not read. Well, you, I mean, you've I've, read... I, but I feel forty percent of it, right? No, oh, oh that, yeah, I guess no. That math don't matter. Thirty percent of it, maybe close-ish. Almost thirty percent of it, more like twenty-seven. I haven't well, even like gotten Griffin. I haven't even gotten to college yet Jeez. in this book. I'm wow. still in high school. Well, th- well, this is good because you know about you know. Yeah, I know things. the rest of yeah, it. You already know the. It is thorough, baby. It is a thorough, yeah. Roland Lazenby, who of course wrote the definitive Michael uh, Jordan autobiography, not autobiography, the definitive Michael Jordan biography a few years ago, has written an unbelievable Magic Johnson biography. And I've been looking forward to chatting with him, but I like to read more of the books before we have these segments, and I have not been able to do that. That's my reality. Anything else? Stuff and things. Oh, boys. Big stuff and things. Though. Game seven to recap, probably. I, what, what, why wouldn't yeah, I guess, yeah, yeah. What do you mean, probably? Well, well you know, depending on what. <laughs> well, they, what it else? could get rained out. Is that what you're trying to say? It depends what else fills our time, I guess. Sure. All right. Thanks. Maybe the Ravens will make a trade. Thanks to everybody at Pressbox, all of our great sponsors and partners. Live Casino and Hotel, the Maryland Five Star, A.J. Michaels, the Baltimore County Police Department, Royal Farms, Costas Inn, Superbook Sports, Hartford County, your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. Thanks to Griffin at Griffin underscore Bass. Follow us, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Glenn Clark Radio. Have a great Tuesday evening. Go Maryland or Navy soccer. Duke sucks.